Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. The hideout. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, diversity creativity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What, what, what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Ah, uh, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome into the hideout. It is Real Radio 104.1. I'll have and J-Dubs with you on this Thursday night. We took last night off, so... No, uh, you did. Sounded like you did. No. It was a terrific show. Even though you weren't here, which I was uh, sad to not see you uh, stand in your little booth. Yeah, uh, I feel a ton better. Voice probably at 85 Seventy percent right now. Now that I really feel it, uh, come on into the hideout tonight. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one. If you have a singular wireless phone, that's how you be somebody in the hideout. Pick up the phone, dial those numbers. Uh, so Hefe Dubs, uh, Matt Albert, Ghost uh, Ghost Writer is here with us as well. Chunks Corolla, executive producer, running around getting stuff done, booking a couple of guests for tonight. Tommy Bateman, our director, on top of the talk and roll controls, interns. Uh, Radio Bottom Pillow Pants is out, getting us drinks. Mm-hmm. Good job. And uh, Manhole, the unpaid producer, is screening your phone calls with the aforementioned phone numbers. Dubs, it is a Thursday night, and there's a lot to get into it. First of all, we have 11 spots open for tomorrow night's Madden 2007 Hideout Exclusive Pre-Tournament. Here's what's going on tomorrow in the hideout. At just about this time, we will be inviting you guys into the studio and playing the brand new version of Madden, which uh, hits shelves on Tuesday. We will have it first with the producer of Madden, Phil Frazier from EA, just across the street. So he is going to come in, and we're going to have a 16-round tournament. The person who wins the tournament on a PS2 platform will end up winning Madden 2007. How many spots did you guys give away last night? I believe we gave out four. Okay. So we have like uh, another think... 11 or 12 to give away. All right. So um, when you hear this sounder at any moment in the show, including right now, call to get your slot. You must be available. You must be an adult. And you must be available to come up tomorrow and play Madden 2007 before anybody else can. Call us 7 right now at 407-916-1041. 407-916-1041. Get the slot to compete in our Madden 07 tournament. You must be available to come into the studio this Friday, the 18th at 6.50 p.m. in order to play. The winner of the tournament gets a brand new copy of Madden 07. Madden 07 for the PlayStation 2. Courtesy of EA Sports. For your next chance to win, keep listening to The Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. So obviously, light them up now. We will be playing that at least ten more times, I think, throughout Probably. the night. Probably. Has to be. To get you qualified so we can do this tournament 
tomorrow, okay? Um, so you heard the phone lines. We'll get the uh, winner off the air, and we'll go from there. Remember, you must be an adult, and you got to be able to come into the studio tomorrow night with Phil Frazier, the producer of Madden 2007. So that is one of the many things we have going on this evening. Alexandra Robbins, those of you who are fans of her are are uh, fans of the Colbert Report. She was a guest on the Colbert Report on Comedy Central last week. She was first a guest in the hideout up a in long D.C. time ago. She's a very hot chick who's written some incredibly good books. She'll come into the hideout here in the first hour. Then into the in the third hour, Dub, someone from the Register um, is going to come into the hideout. But a fascinating little piece about how nearly impossible it would be for a terrorist to actually use all of the liquids and gels mm. and and things that we've been warned about in this terror plot, just how nearly impossible it would be to actually blow one of these things up, first of all, in the air. Secondly, if you did blow it up, how it probably would not bring a plane down. So that person, uh, I believe his name is Thomas Green from the Register, will join us in the third hour, the Chunks Fat Man Diary, a lot of Jean Benet stuff to get to. So as you can tell, we have a very packed night tonight. Uh, here in the hideout on a Thursday night. 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Uh, Dubs, just really quickly, I don't want to dwell on it too long, um, but did you see that the courts, I guess it was a circuit court in Detroit, has uh, nixed the warrantless surveillance, ruling it unconstitutional? Uh, the phone tapping? Yes, the, essentially the phone tapping, yeah. Um, saying that the government's warrantless wiretapping program is unconstitutional, and ordered it to an immediate halt. Now, of course, the administration's already coming back and saying, hey, we're going to appeal this, um, this is very important, this, that, and the other. Throwing out the specific of, hey, the terror plots. We need to be able to you know, tap people's phones because of what we just stopped. And Michigan is like that one place where there are a lot of Middle Eastern people, so that has to be a big place for them to be wanting to be tapping phone lines. Now, let me ask you, are there certain things that you won't say on the phone or maybe even type Whenever you're on an instant messenger or email or anything like that, I used to be more afraid of like uh, you know like when I was uh, buying pot in my younger days, I would you know use code words for that kind of stuff and uh, that Daddy weed. Ooh. I would never I would never <laughs> say marijuana weed uh, anything like that because I always heard that the uh, the cops can pick up that frequency and listen in on you. Right. I don't know if that was ever true. Driving around in D.C. like after the whole 9/11 thing. I was always real big on never saying the word terrorism or terrorists or, like, even talking anything about terrorism or bin Laden or anything when driving around in D.C. on a cell phone on the Beltway. It was just words that I always avoided. Yeah, there were definite buzzwords in D.C. when you were going around there. You didn't bring up terrorists or anything like that. You just didn't want to be associated with someone eavesdropping, even like a regular person, and them getting freaked out and calling someone on you. So is this a big deal now that they've stopped this, Dubs? What do you think? I think it's the best thing to come out of Michigan in a while. Ah. Since Braylon Edwards. <laughs> I, I think you're forgetting about a couple of people. Joe C. Let us not forget about him. Tyrone Wheatley. And, of course, uh, Charles Rogers, who mm-hmm. is a star. Tim Biakopatuka. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a second. Never mind. And Madonna. Don't forget oh, Madonna. Yeah. Um, all right. Apparently... We have a little game based a little bit on what you got, Dubs, uh, on what you just mentioned about... Uh, the, uh, the Using code words whenever buying pot. Yeah. <laughs> right, what were your code words? Like, what would you say? Um, I would just say, hey, I want a satchel, which was just a 
Jeez. an eighth. All right, 808 and not hide it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I never said weed, marijuana. I, I would just, I, I would always stay away from those uh, big words. Hey, can you give me a baggie of the green? <laughs> just wondering. Can I get a knapsack? Can I get some not oregano? <laughs> Uh, if you could, please. All right, call right now. We're going to give out. If you happen to be a winner in this, you get another slot in the Madden tourney uh, that we're going to have tomorrow in the studio, or you can win uh, one of our other fabulous prizes. 407-916-1041, and Star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. So this game is about uh, code words. Yeah, this is the slang game. All right, uh, tell me about it, Chunks. Well, um... You know, things you shouldn't say in your phones. Definitely a lot of kids like to do drugs, make their little uh, drug dealy things. Right. So you got to use code words. So this is some of the code words that people would use while they're talking or relating to drugs or how people mm. act on How drugs. many questions do you have? I got 12. All right, give, let us play the first one while people are lighting up the phone lines right now. Call now to be a winner, either of the slot for the Madden tourney or one of our other fabulous prizes. Okay. What What does tweak mission stand for? Is it A? Mission. Yep. A mission to find a narc or like a rat. Mm-hmm. B, a mission to find crack. C, a bad overdose. Or D, an undercover sting. I think I know this one. All right. Repeat it one more time. Tweak me. mission. Tweak mission is the slang term. And I guess the translated term is either A, a mission to find a narc. B, a mission to find crack. C, a bad overdose. Or D, an undercover sting. Let's go to John in the 386. What do you got, John? Uh, what were the answers again? A mission to find a narc, a mission to find crack, a bad overdose, or an undercover sting. A mission to find crack. Yes. Oh, congratulations. Absolutely right. Uh, I had no idea. <laughs> that worries me a little bit. I have a feeling some people are just going to go right through these. And be, oh, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> I don't even need the choices. <laughs> I would like to see someone try that. Let's uh, go to the next guy, Ron in the 352. Ron, you ready to play? Yeah. All right, next question. Ron, what are wake-ups? Are they A, amphetamines, B, barbiturates, C, morphine, or D, alcohol? What was A and B again? Amphetamines or barbiturates? A. There you go. These are pretty easy, actually, Chunks. You think so? I, yeah. yeah. I had no, I see, I've never done a drug a day in my life. But so, you know what they do, don't you? Like, uh, amphetamine will uh, pick you up. Barbiturate takes you down. Yeah. All right, well, here, the next one's kind of hard. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Lori in the 407. Lori. Yeah, I'm ready, but I'm on a tank. I bet it. <laughs> All right. What, uh, nice confidence. Do, what is a sacrament? Is it A, PCP, B, cocaine, C, LSD, or D, heroin? LSD? That's you got gross. it. What the hell? <laughs> How do you guys know all these? A sacrament is something you put on your tongue. What do you do with LSD? You put it on your tongue. A lot of people might not know that. I right. know it. Dude, I don't do drugs. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't gotten one of these rights. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I want you to play the next one uh, with uh, with the player. All right, tell you what. Let's take a break, though. we got to take a break. Okay. We'll come back. I think we even have a little open for the slang game, too. Yes, the computer's finally rebooted. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. You ready to break? You cool with that? All right, so Hideout Real Radio 104.1. More next. Thursday night, old school jam. 
bumper music here in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1, playing a game to get your prizes. Want to remind you, uh, if you're going to get some sporty goods, hold off. Come see me this uh, Saturday afternoon from noon until 2. The new Sports Authority in Waterford Lake, 610 North Alafaya Trail. We're going to have prizes, pizza, and get you registered to win a trip to uh, Amelia Island. So that's this Saturday with me all half eight, the new Sports Authority in Waterford Lakes. Also, J-Dubs, really quickly while we have the chance. Okay. Um, this is a different Gibbs. But uh, Scott says, uh, he emailed me earlier for a T-shirt he wants sent to him. And I have chunks on the case. Can you see me, uh, email me back his uh, address? Uh, he is a serviceman over in England. Oh. Uh, he goes, can you guys give a shout-out to all the U.S. Navy London security members listening on the Internet here in the grand old U.K.? Wonderful. Have a good one, and I look forward to tonight's show on the net and the new webcams on RealRadio.fm, which Real Radio TV is a hit right now on RealRadio uh FM. So there. There's just so many internet ways of uh, chatting with the fans and, uh, and listening to us and just being a part of the show. There's uh, hideoutheretics.net, fullblownaids.com. Well, here's the thing about hideoutheretics.net right now, too. Nameless, who runs it, mm-hmm. has put up the highlights from the past couple of nights of the video feed. Yeah, he's just been capturing video, and like, he'll uh, throw those up there. And it's real cool. All right, let's get back to the game tonight, J-Dubs. Okay. Giving away prizes for tomorrow night's <clears throat> Madden tournament here in studio and also uh, other prizes. It is. Uh, do we have the open for the slang game? Do you really want to hear it? Yes, yes, I do. I know you're not feeling well. I'm asking <laughs> one last time. Do you really want to hear it? Yes. Go, go. <laughs> it's the slang game, B. Oh, God. Oh. Radio Jihad. Radio Jihad. Alright, we gave the uh, unpaid producer manhole the, uh, <laughs> the task. And he's over here just dropping bombs. <laughs> Of creating a open for the slang game. All right, the slang game works. Um, Chunks, once again, uh, let people know what it's all about. All right, uh, going back to the earlier article, uh, when you're talking about drugs, you definitely don't want to make direct references, especially in your cell phone. So I've come up with a list of some drug slangs that people would use, and you have to guess uh, their translated meaning. All right, here we go. All right, uh, Kelly in the 407 has a uh, comment, and then she'll play the game. All right, here we yeah, go. absolutely. I've got, I've got one of those slangs for you all. Um, when I call him, I don't look right. I always ask him if he wants to play a game of pool. You know what that means? No. A game of pool would be like a game of eight ball, yeah. so a little eight ball of white. Oh, okay. Chunks, was that on yours? No. Okay, very cool. All right, here's, uh, here's you for the game. All right, Kelly. What is a paper bag? Is it A, a bag full of money? B, rolling papers, C, a container for drugs, or D, a bloated face due to crack use? Jeez, I would say that's C. That is correct. Oh, I, what was C? Container for drugs. I have not gotten one right, dude. I got that one wrong during the break, so don't feel bad about that one. Again, uh, in case you didn't hear, and I guess it doesn't really matter now that they've struck down the warrantless wiretaps, mm-hmm. uh, at least a circuit court judge in Detroit... But I was just talking about how there's certain things you don't want to say when you're on the phone, and any reference to drugs, of course. So now that's always been something, especially since the cell phones were out, uh, that you really stood away from. Yeah. So now Chunks has given us a little, uh, little game, a little quiz. See who know basically who's the drug in. So far, all of you. I think uh, everyone's gotten uh, one right so far. Crazy. All right, here we go. Let's go to Salim in the 407. 
Celine, what's up here? Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Here, here's yours. Guilty carpet patrol. <laughs> Jesus, guilty in the four hundred seven. Oh, damn. <laughs> Sorry, I'm figuring you know drugs, my bad. All right. All right, dude, what is what is a carpet patrol? Is it A, crack smokers searching the floor for crack, B, a slang for a prostitute carrying drugs, C, drugs hidden in the carpet, or D, a lookout? Mm, a. Son of a bitch! <laughs> What the hell? I was gonna say Ellen DeGeneres. Right. Oh. Yes. Crack smokers searching. Crack smokers searching the floor for crack. Dude, that was funny. I don't want to hear it. That was a good. It was a nice lesbian joke at uh, the seven o'clock hour. Christ. Well, chunks. Are we gonna have any more slots after I, this break? I don't. I thought these were hard. I mean, I can leave out the options if you want. People are gonna nail it that easily. We'll take a couple more with the options. Yeah. yeah. Let's go roll with the options. I'm very interested to see how many of you are. Not only are you drug users, but you're avid buyers, if you know this mm -hmm. line. Yeah. Oh. All right, here we go. Uh, Travis in the 3 2 one. Yeah. All right, Travis, here you go. Half a football field. Is it A, half a line of Coke, B, 50 rocks of crack, C, $50, or D, half past the hour, as in dealing with a drop-off time? Can you repeat the answer? Half a line of Coke, 50 rocks of crack, $50, or half past the hour, as in dealing with a drop-off time? I'll say half a line of Coke. Sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, God, it's 50 rocks of crack. Yeah. Wow. I was gonna what, say what do you mean, yeah? Well, that's, you know, it's just common knowledge. Is it? Yes. Christ almighty. I was going to say, uh, C. $50? $50 to make you holler. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. All right, here we go. Steve in 352. Hello. Steve. Yeah. All right, dude, here's yours. What is an author? Is it A, a doctor who writes illegal prescriptions, B, a leader of a drug gang, C, a rat or a narc, or D, a federal judge? You said an author, right? Author, yes. A-U-T-A. A. -A. What was that again? Someone, who, uh, a doctor will write you prescriptions. An Elvis doctor. Yeah. All right, I can see that. Dubs, have you, uh... I've gotten two wrong so far. Really? Yeah. Matt, how do you know the... You don't take any drugs, do you? I just know it. I, I just acquire <laughs> knowledge. It just drops in there, and I don't really it, have to use it. Ask his brother. Is it from... The, oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, is it from The Shield or, like, Oz or something that I you hear this where, stuff? I don't know where I got it. By the way, he gets out 2007, my brother. Does he yeah. really? Yeah. Nice. We'll get him copy of Madden. <laughs> uh, that way he can cut lines on it. All right, here we go. Um, next. Jason in the 407. You still there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. All right, All right here we go. All right, what does the phrase, are you anywhere, mean? Does it mean, A, are you close by? B, what do you have to sell? C, are you high? Or D, do you use marijuana? Let's go C. No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It's actually D, do you use marijuana? So are you anywhere means do you use marijuana? I don't even understand where that would come from. Yeah, well... Dubs? Yeah, I, I didn't know that one. That one's completely... It's usually, are you cool? Yeah. <laughs> are you cool? I'm a little bit sweaty, actually. You want to know? You got four more left. You want to cool down? Check this out. Uh. <laughs> go, go! What up? It's the slang game, B. I love it. B. Good job, manhole. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's why you're the unpaid producer. 
Here we go. Here's uh, We'll wrap this up real quick. All right, let's go to uh, HH in the 407. What's up, guys? Hey, buddy. All right, HH, what is a honeymoon? Is it the initial high you get after taking a drug? B, the early stages of drug use before addiction? C, a user who has a connection? Or D, a drug dealer who was recently released from jail? Uh, Chunks, that would be B. B or D? It's a B. Yes. You got that one right, What's wrong with Florida? I was assuming the first one. It's everywhere, man. We're all around from everywhere, and uh, me and Matt both got them right, too. Well, now that... Not in Texas. We're drug-free. Yeah. <laughs> That's just another gateway of all hell. I'll take them by the Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys had the market cornered. Uh, 407-916-1041, triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. All right, last three questions. Yep. All right. We have the last three people on the line already, so... Go ahead. Uh, let's go to Tom in the 407. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Tom. How you doing? Um, what is a miss? Is it A, a bad high, B, to inject a drug, C, a failed attempt to find drugs, or D, to snort a drug? C. I'm sorry. Incorrect. A. Nope. B. Damn. B. It's B as in boy, yes, to inject a drug. A miss? Yes. <laughs> Dope heads. All y'all getting high in the studio. <laughs> I never heard of a miss being injecting. What does that even have to do with anything? That's the whole point. It's supposed to be kind of... Still, uh, shouldn't the slang somewhat... No. If, you, if it gets too close, then, you, uh, then you're then you going to get busted. It defeats the purpose. Brian in the 407. Huh? huh? You're up, Brian. <laughs> All right, Brian. Hey, he's what's up? What, what is piggybacking? Is it A, using someone else's needle? B, sharing a line of coke with someone or multiple people? Or, C, or D, looking at Hooch in, a, in a, her... I can't get Radio it. In her, <laughs> in her one piece. In her one piece. Radio Jihad. Ah! Wow, This guy with monkey bars just climbing through that joke. Can you repeat it? Yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, dude. Piggybacking, is it A, using someone else's needle? B, sharing a line of coke with someone or multiple people? C, obtaining drugs as a gift or on loan? Or D, injecting two different drugs simultaneously? Ooh. D. What? D. D. B as in boy? No, D as in dog. Damn it, yes. Oh. Yeah. Jesus. All right, congratulations, you heretic. <laughs> Wanted it. All right, we got one more? All right, here we roll. All right. Let's go to Todd in the 407. Oh, Bong Swat hey, up, says, guys? hey, buddy, Bong Swat says, wasn't piggybacking what happened on your couch last month, Tefe? Oh. Oh. Speaking of Angel Jenny, she's going to be coming in tonight. Great. I didn't say anything. Hey, I think Napier needs to be, or Pillow Pants needs to be drug tested. He just sat down in this chair and fell backwards for like the fifth time this, since he's been here. Such a moron. All right, here we go. Here's your That's question. What all right, dude, here it is. What are high beams? Is it A, wide eyes associated with taking crack? B, uh, keep a close lookout for narcotics agents? C, an exceptionally satisfying high from a drug? Or D, another term for a line of coke? I'm going to go with A. Yeah. A. All right, so we're out of prizes. We're out of slots. Congratulations. <laughs> hey, I didn't hear all the end. Did he do a code word for Wrong crystal meth? People. Hey, is there a code word for crystal meth? Did you do a code word for crystal meth in there? No. Okay. Because I, I remember my friend got out of jail like a, a few years ago, and I said, "Hey, I heard like they sent crystal meth to your house, and the only reason you you didn't get like longer prison sentence because your name actually wasn't on it." He's like, "Shut the hell up!" And I was like, "What? What's going on?" He's like, "I don't know who's listening on the phone, you idiot." Ah, uh, I could see that. Oh, I never even thought of that. Chris? Zeke in the four hundred seven. What's one of yours? 
Go Zeke? Ahead. Go ahead, Zeke. All right, you punched out. All right, let's take a break. Come back. Um, anybody looking forward to their 10-year reunion? Mine's not happening. No? No, I uh, that girl that that uh, remember I told you she MySpace mailed me. Mm-hmm. I asked her, I go, do you know anything about a ten year reunion? Because I haven't heard anything. And she's like, well, they couldn't get their stuff together this year, so it's not happening. I, that might Great. be a blessing for you. No, I actually stayed in decent shape for the ten year reunion. I was looking <laughs> forward to it was like get out of shape and not worry about it. I'll tell you this, I'm stoked. I think. Um, well, I'll I'll explain next here in the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. All right, J-Dubs, it's the Hideout, Row Radio 104.1. I want to remind everybody to hit up the website, rowradio.fm. It's the only place where you can see real TV, and it is the actual in-studio, I'm just going to essentially say television version of the Hideout. Mm-hmm. You can go there, you can see the audio and video in sync. Also, hideoutheretics.net has old video clips from real TV and old audio, and then fullblownage.com, you can uh, check out the free hideout ringtones, all right? That's on fullblownaids.com. J-Dubs, coming up, we'll talk to Alexandra Robbins, author of Overachievers, The Secret Lives of Driven Kids, available uh, available in bookstores everywhere. She was on the Colbert Report last week, and I was thinking there's no way she'll come into the hideout after going on Colbert. Uh, She's gonna. This is a very good interview, and she's going to have some fun stuff to share next in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. School Jam, Bubber Music Thursday night in the hideout, Row Radio 104.1. Chunks Fat Man still on the way. New news about John Benet. I am uh, rolling in it. Nice 85% tonight, J Dubs. Voice? A little, uh. It's just voice. Is it, uh, is it hurting right now, or are you just, uh, it just feels weak? It, it, doesn't it sound a little odd? I, I don't know if it hurts, though. It, it does sound it like a little off. It doesn't hurt. I'm alright. And uh, thank you to the boys from the uh, from the web board on uh, hideoutheretics.net, Guinness and uh, L. Ross, for bringing in some uh, pizza and drinks tonight. Yes. Very, very nice of those guys. So Hideout Row Radio 104.1, Hefan Dubs with you. Uh, welcome them back into the hideout for the first time in Central Florida. First time in a long time. Yeah, we had her on our old Saturday night show in D.C., then the late night show in D.C. Uh, fantastic interview. I'd like to say she cut her teeth in the hideout. Yes, because, we taught her. Um, because then she's appearing places like 60 Minutes, Oprah, Today, The View. I saw her on the Colbert Report last week, and she was fantastic. Welcome back to the hideout, Miss Alexandra Robbins. How you doing, sweetie? Hey, how are you guys? Fantastic. Uh, wrote a whole bunch of great books. Um, we had talked about a couple of them before, the Skull and Bones book. There was also the uh, Sorority book. Yeah, the big Pledged. One, yeah, Pledged. The big one out right now is The Overachievers, The Secret Lives of Driven Kids. It's available everywhere. Uh, before we even get to the book, i got to say, and I was telling Dubs about this before I even knew you were coming on the show, I saw mm. you on Colbert because I love the show, <laughs> and you were probably, and this is no like ass-kissing, the best guest I've ever seen on there. You, you you were funny. You 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 ran with the bit, and you also like got jokes over on him. Like kind of put him in his place a little bit. Which I mean, I love him, but I could tell I mean, he's great at improv. But even he was thrown off at almost kind of how witty you were. <laughs> well, you, I don't think he was expecting me, but I've got to say that guy is brilliant. Oh, definitely. He's just he is hilarious. He is so quick. Um, yeah, I don't think he was expecting me to come back at him. <laughs> um, I, let me ask, and this is real fast, and then we'll get to the book because I'm yeah. fascinated by it. When you're a guest on Colbert, do they inform you of what the bit is? Like, hey, because sometimes people go on that show and it no. seems like they've 
they've never like seen it before, so they don't know what to expect of them. I'd assume you've seen it before, but do they say, hey, Colbert's going to play a right-wing guy and attack you from there with jokes? Um, no, they don't give you specifics. I mean, I do watch it. I, okay. I, I think it's a great show, so I was familiar with it. Um, and, you know, he it's it's clear that he's playing a, a character. Oh, yeah. Like, who, like, off camera, he is super, super nice. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's clear he's, he's playing a character. Uh, um, but they don't tell you what he's going to come after you about. Okay, I was just wondering, because you've seen a couple of people well, on there, Dubs, where they just they don't have a clue as to what's going on. And that's what I was going to say to Alexandra. It's clear to people like us and everything that he's running a bit, but a lot of people don't think so. I you know, think... A lot of, uh, who was it uh, that put his uh, video, uh, some right-wing guy put his video up on his website saying that, uh, hey, this guy's uh, fighting the good fight for us. Yeah, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Tom DeLay. Tom DeLay. Yeah, Tom DeLay put it up on uh, on his website saying uh, this guy's got it together. Oh, God. All right, here she is. She's a fantastic author, Alexandra Robbins. Uh, the book right now you want to get is The Overachievers, The Secret Lives of Driven Kids. All right, tell me about the book. What is it? What did you find? Okay, basically it's about the pressure on students today to succeed and mm -hmm. also sort of the pressure on parents to help their students succeed and pressure on teachers uh, to succeed themselves. Um, what I did is I, I like to write, it's nonfiction, but I like to write nonfiction books that are kind of fun reads. So I went back to my old high school, which is in the D.C. area, and I followed students um, for three semesters um, through the college admissions process. Uh, there are a bunch of high school students, uh, juniors, seniors, and one college freshman at Harvard. Um, I also went all over the country and supplemented that research with interviews with students and admissions officers and teachers and counselors in various areas of the of the country, including Florida, um, just to see what was going on. And, and what's going on is that um, people are doing some shocking things to get into name-brand schools. I mean, they are really going to extremes, um, and, and it's changed the educational experience so that it's more like it's more about a race to get ahead rather mm -hmm. than um, school as a place to learn what kind of subjects you like and don't like and sort of de to develop interests. Have any of them gone so far as to take a pill that dyes their skin black so that they could get into Harvard? Oh, I would. man, maybe you should be a college counselor. <laughs> uh, anybody? Anybody seen Soul Man before? Okay, never mind then. Uh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I haven't. I've never even heard of it. Are you kidding? You've never seen that movie from the 80s, Soul, Soul Man? Soul Man? No. Where the guy, he takes a pill to make his skin darker and like does this fake jerry curl so that he could get into Harvard on affirmative action, then actually <laughs> falls in love with the only other black person there, this chick. Ray Don Chong. Yeah, and eventually has to come out about it. You're you love 80s movies. You know I do. I I've think, never even heard of this one. Oh my I think VH1, I love the 80s, did do a bit on that. Yeah. That's... I feel like they did. All right. That, this, what are this, uh, all right. So they're not dying themselves black, but what Wait, are they doing? they're taking pills, though. I mean, you're not that far off. There is a huge black market across the country, and there have been articles about this in Florida newspapers, too. Um, huge black market in schools for Adderall and Ritalin mm -hmm. for non-ADD students. Just out of focus? Yeah, it, it's a universal enhancer, so which means that even non-ADD students can take these pills, and it'll help them focus, and it'll help them like plow through material, 
So they're basically doping for tests like athletes dope, you know, for home runs. Good. What's um, wrong with it? Anything you can – look, listen, it's no different to me than any of these kids, and I think you even write about it in the book, going to Starbucks before a big test and drinking a little uh, caffeine to get themselves uh, up for the, uh, for, the, for the test. Well, A, this is illegal use of prescription drugs, and B, if you want to say, hey, what's wrong with that? Everybody should dope for tests. Then do you think everybody should dope for – you know, should everybody be taking steroids? Should everybody yes. in the Tour de France be able – able to take whatever they want to? Yes. I, honestly, we're a couple of uh, mongrels, so mm-hmm. I do believe that if you want to take any advantage to get yourself over in whatever your business is, then do you it. do, especially in sports. I mean, here, Dubs and I are sucking down Monster Energy drinks and Diet Coke to stay awake. <laughs> Two fists But where do you stop? I mean, then, okay, Murder. everybody should be taking, you know, speed. <laughs> you know, if you have to stay awake, take... Take an upper. If you have to go to sleep, take a downer. I mean, that you, doesn't... you're describing my life to a T. Yeah. I, 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 I live on monsters, and I go home and take Tylenol PM to fall asleep. I don't see the problem. Uh, Alexander Robbins here in the hideout. The book is The Overachievers, The Secret Lives of Driven Kids. Here's the most important thing, I think, though. they got to realize there's no reason to go through all this. Uh, your college degree means nothing anymore, mm-hmm. unless you're going to go work. One or your top 20 school or whatever, and they get caught up in this frenzy, and it gets insane. Didn't you even say, too, that some... Some of these schools, like the big top 20 schools, are cheating themselves uh, to be in that U.S. News World Report, like high ranking. Yeah, they're they're manipulating their own data. I mean, you have. Yeah, I'll give you an example. One of the factors that U.S. News ranks is um, rate of alumni donation, the percentage of alumni who are then donating money back to the school, which, honestly, that doesn't have anything to do with your undergraduate experience necessarily because they could be donating to the football program. They could be donating to for finals. I mean, that, that's weird. Um, parents are hiring doctors to come up with ridiculous diagnoses for their healthy children just so the kids can take um, the SAT on time. I'll tell you what this sounds like, a fantastic... Fantastic uh, advertisement for Ridland. Mm-hmm. I think I need some because I'm having prepping during the day, having trouble. Hey, Alexander, let me tell you about my little brothers real quick, and let's see if this is going to be a problem. Go for it. Uh, in all AP classes, okay, debate team, baseball team, forced to commit community service, uh, community service so that he can put that on his resume, and uh, very little social time. How's he, how's he going to end up adjusted-wise? Well, I mean, it, it depends. A lot of kids, like, I mean, I, I talked to tons of kids like that, and they're getting two hours of sleep a night and having nervous breakdowns. It depends how you deal with the pressure. Mm. All right. Well, I can see this kid already breaking apart, and it's a sophomore mm-hmm. year, so it's not Oh, he's be only good. a sophomore? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Exactly. And then the other one, too, is uh, he's in the eighth grade, forced to take violin lessons on top of all that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, no, band. He's got to be in band. Uh-huh. That's what his thing is. So he you gets know what? Go- I interviewed a lot of admissions, college admissions officers across the country, and they said, you know, it's not true that you have to pile on extracurriculars in order to get into a good college. Admissions officers would rather students only commit to one or two of their real interests and just focus on those and get a good night's sleep in the process. You know what it almost seemed like? It almost seemed like you're trying to bang a hot chick who puts on too much makeup. You know what I mean? So you know that... exactly like that. Underneath underneath all that makeup is like this awful human being who probably is hiding all this stuff. I would think it's probably the same thing for one of these kids who's trying to layer on all of these big-time you know, events and things that they did in school so that they can get into school. Well, really, whenever you get this kid into college, he's going to uh, more than likely fall off somehow. You know what? I'm impressed. That was-
was really good. Thank you. I'm not an idiot. See if Colbert gave you that. No, <laughs> only Hefe in the hideout. All right, Alexandra, we appreciate you coming in, sweetie. No um, problem. The book is The Overachievers, The Secret Lives of Driven Kids, available on all bookstores, nationwide, Amazon.com, all the good stuff. Alexandra Robbins, thanks for coming back in the hideout, sweetie. Sure. Take it easy, guys. All right, bye. She's so hot, too. Yeah, she's very hot. Oh, man. We could never get her in studio in D.C. <laughs> she's always on the road or something. But, dude, you see it all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I'm seeing it with my little brothers now. I know L. Ross has a kid over there. I don't know what kind of pressure he's going to put on his kid to try to be somebody. You know what I mean? Just a lot on the buttons. <laughs> I see a lot of pressure going there. <laughs> uh, what the hell? That's awful. <laughs> um, but you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, all of us want, like, I don't know if we could classify ourselves as being as winners, but then if you're not, you want at least your fruit mm -hmm. or, you know, your seed to be a winner. And it, nobody ever wants to rag a, uh, raise a... Uh, a loser. A grocery bagger. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You always want your kid to do something with themselves, but then you put this insane amount of pressure on them. And for what? Most times, nothing. No. You'll get that college degree, and what will you end up doing with it? Working at Starbucks, being smart, quoting your sociology. It's like my dumbass stepbrother. Degree in sociology, master's in sociology. When he originally got into school for computer engineering, <laughs> now he wants to be a firefighter. Why? Just to get ass. That's it. You could have saved eight years of schooling and just gone and been a firefighter, you dummy. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Wrapping up hour one on this Thursday night. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. 407 916 star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Dubs, your new sports authority is now open in the grand opening in the Waterford Lakes. is this Saturday, 8 a.m. I'll be there from noon until 2 with prizes and pizza. Mm -hmm. Football legend Mark Clayton going to be there from 1 to 2. So we'll be hanging out signing autographs, the two of us. Uh, Waterford <laughs> Lakes Sports Authority this Saturday. Sports Authority, get out and play. I'm going to buy some new basketball shoes, probably a little knee brace, go out and play some heretic, hoop it up afterwards. Did, did I tell you when I was in Vegas? I, I was just walking through, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Caesar's Palace, and there's uh, Pete Rose sitting at a table where no one was at waiting to sign autographs. Oh, how much was he charging? Like 20 bucks. See, here's the problem. He should get into the Hall of Fame so that the value goes up. Yep. Oh. Can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Mm -hmm. When you, you're sitting here, you've, you had, uh, what does he have, the most hits in the major leagues? You know? just, uh, he should have uh, be in the Hall of Fame. I think he won a couple down. of championships, too. And there he is just sitting there being shunned by people in Vegas of all places. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right out there in the open. I'm just looking at the man. What'd he say? His retard haircut. Yeah, he does. He absolutely has the tard ball. Mm -hmm. uh, did like? Did you look at him? Was I it... looked at him. He he just he looked very shamed at the time. Just like I can't believe this has happened to me. This place is packed, and no one wants to come meet Pete Rose. No one wants to pay twenty bucks. I would have gone up and got an autograph from him if I didn't have to pay twenty bucks. Uh, you should have. You should have just gone over there and said, "Throwing him a bone." Here you go, Mr. Rose. I'm a talk show host in Orlando. I know what it's like to sit somewhere and not really want to be there. <laughs> At least you're at a dealership. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Bailey in the 407. What's up, Bailey? Hey, guys. How are you doing? All right. I'm one of your uh, DC damp, uh, transplants. Every time I'm down here, I'm listening to you guys. Wonderful. Uh, I miss you guys up down JFK. Thank you, buddy. Um, I was just calling because my daughter's a senior in high school this year, you know, and for the last 
three years of her high school career, Max's wife's been pushing her to do all these extracurricular activities. So this year I went to her and I said, no, she's allowed to have one extracurricular activity. That's it because her senior year is a year to have fun. You have a few classes you got to take to graduate, and that's it. So I want you to go out, live life, have a good time, you know. Don't kill yourself with all these extracurricular activities because you're going to go to college and go butt-ass crazy and fail out on me. No, yep. Dude, you, what a brilliant guy. First of all, for the compliment. Secondly, for the way you're raising your kid. Because when it comes down to it, senior year is kind of the... Waste year. You're going mm. out there. You're you're kind of sowing your wild oats a little bit. I think that's what they call exactly. it. So that when you get to college, you realize, hey, it's time to get serious a little bit. And how many times did you see like those girls in your senior year, uh, your senior class, who were just completely straight laced, pushed to do all the sports and everything? They get to college and they slut it up. They start doing the drugs and they just don't know how to handle themselves without someone telling them what to do at all times. No, it was absolutely uh, that's exactly. the way it went. All right, baby. I got I got to pay for it now when she goes to college. So I'm not gonna let her fail out. Um, so, I I hear you. Hey, well, have her watch a, a nice movie called Soul Man and see if she can do something similar to that. Can't believe you never saw Soul Man. No, I never even heard of it. Anybody else? Guinness? I saw it. El Ross, you've seen it. Matt? I've seen it. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. <sighs> this is like you guys is Josh and Sam. I've never heard of Josh and Sam. Josh and Sam is terrific. He hurts his head and puts a tampon on it. Non-existent. Uh, I don't believe it. I've never heard of this. At least there are some people out there who've heard of this Soul Man. Smack Day in the 407. And it's not Soul Plane, it's Soul Man. Hello? Yeah. Hey, I was going to ask uh, him something. What do you think is worse, uh, say like the Pete Rose thing, cheating, uh, uh, betting on your uh, your baseball team, or flat out cheating and getting caught on television by millions of people? You mean like on a show like Cheaters? No, no, I'm talking about Sammy Sosa when he got oh. caught with that, when he got caught with that... And that, that's a, busted wide open right in front of millions of people. And that's a crazy thing. No one really even brings that up anymore, but Pete no, Rose can't catch a break. It, I think uh, Pete Rose got a raw deal when Sammy Sosa flat out caught, got caught cheating. Yeah. Now, you and, see, guys. And, and uh, they spanked his hand and gave him a $10,000 fine. Yeah, you see, guys, like even Mark McGuire, too. Rafael Palmero had fantastic careers. Probably won't get into the Hall of Fame. You don't think so? For the Roids? No. It's not going to happen. You could you just know it's not going to happen for these guys. The thing is, there's many people in the 80s and everything that when they weren't testing that hard that were uh, doing the same stuff, and they're in the Hall of Fame. All right, it's not soul food; it's soul man. <laughs> Christ, I can't believe you watched the whole country. Um, that's soul. Korea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Now, um, I love how Alexander is like. What do we do next? Uh, steroids and sports? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Come on, kidding? sweetie. Like, you haven't stayed up late at night and had some caffeine, had a little Starbucks to finish your book. You know you have. You have a deadline to keep. We all have that vice. Mm -hmm. Let's go around the room. For me right now, it's Diet Coke, where I get my caffeine. Dubs? Mine's Monster and Cigarettes. Matt Albert? Uh, Coke and Mellow Yellow. Uh, let's go over to El Ross. What do you use uh, to... Lately, I've probably been an internet junkie. All right, so it's internet, but nothing like nothing like as far no as stimulant, stimulant or anything like yeah, that. I mean, I'll drink coffee every once in a while, but you know, I, I watch the kids, so I don't get to do a lot of that stuff. All right, well, you're just hanging out at home too, then. You don't need a stimulant. <laughs> you're, that's the person right there who doesn't need any sort of extra. Yes, go he doesn't need that boost. But I guarantee, at one point, you know, when you got to deal with the kids and they won't shut up, put a little Jack Daniels on their bottle, they'll go to bed. Yeah, I mean, you just go out to the laundry room, light one up, and you're uh, fine. All right, it's all right. That's Thank advice. You. <laughs> Guinness, what's your uh, drug of choice? It's uh, Jack and Coke and a cigar. I see, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, some people use theirs to 
like get up either for work or mm. for a big game. Other people use it to wind down from a big game. You know what I mean? I mean, we got someone over here who says they import Mountain Dew from America. Uh, wow, penguin over in uh, in uh, Ireland who listens on the underground. He's like, I got to bring Mountain Dew over. So don't tell me that you don't think there should be there shouldn't be steroids and stuff like this in school when absolutely every in sports at school. I don't think uh, I say school I'll, I'll too. I don't think second graders need to uh, do it for their t-ball. Whatever they're for them, it's Ritalin. For the others, it's steroids. I'd love, I'd love to see a whole steroid out second grade class though, and just see them uh, schooling like the the seniors. I'm telling you, man. Let's go to Jim in the 386. What's up, Jim? Hey, uh, hey, ask me that movie, so, man. That's one of the best movies of the 80s, man. No. One of the best movies of the 80s? Dubs, and I I've can't... never heard of it? It's C. Thomas yeah. Howell, no. Yeah, G. Thomas Howell and had James Earl Jones as the law professor. Yes, oh, absolutely. In fact... He, uh, he, took, uh, he took Jenny pills. That's how he got dark, to get into Harvard. That's right. <laughs> hey, I look like Jerry Curl. Because <laughs> he couldn't get in and Daddy cut him off. Oh, it's such a good movie. It has to deal with the racial dichotomy in this uh, country. And I, it are. sounds deep. And the just- Soul Man does sound like just like a deep movie. It's usually a nice double feature with Soul Man and Back to School on Comedy Central on a Saturday afternoon. Or, or Summer School with a great Mark Harmon. Oh, oh the Summer School's great. It's a hideout, <laughs> Low Radio, 104.1. Yo, fellas, y'all ready to do this? Yeah, what's up, y'all? What's up, The real radio TV now on uh, mm-hmm. online realradio.fm because people can understand the Coke can reference. Yes. For Matt Albert, I don't know if you ever, <laughs> if any of you guys ever saw the Coke can where you'd play music and it would dance. That's, that's what Matt is. That's essentially Matt. Uh, it's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Half and Dubs with you on this Thursday night. Chunks, <laughs> Chunks, watching the watching it now. Chunks Fat Man Diary is on the way. Uh, there's a lot of stuff we still have to get to in the next three hours. So if uh, you want to hop in, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, and star-1041 on your uh, singular wireless phones. Are you watching it on Yeah, there? he's uh, dancing right now on the... <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You're a good dancer, dude. Yeah. You actually are a very good dancer. Thank you. All right, Dubs. You can shake your rump. I guess the big news yesterday, I didn't get a chance to comment on it, but... Uh... I know you guys did. I got a hate mail over it. Why? Jean Benet. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what you guys said, but uh, Chunk oh, said she wanna. was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chunk said she was, she would be hot now. And, Actually, uh, he said she was hot back then, and then he started <laughs> trying to go back, back on that panel. saying, yeah. uh, "If you superimpose her," and I, you, I still uh, don't know what that means. <laughs> All right. And I then understand. he threw allegedly in there. All right. I, <laughs> Now, now I kind of understand why the guy was mad. Nah, although, go screw. All the way, uh, although she, she'd she only be 16 now. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. She'd be 15 or 16 now. But even then, you could tell she was probably going to be hot when she turned of age. I mean, so whatever. I mean, that that's mainly why people were so enamored with her in the whole case. Well, here's a little uh, update, or at least here's a, here's a little catch-up on the story, all right? Dubs with John Bonet. 
John Bonet's mother, Patsy, never got to see this day. Any of these astonishing developments out of Thailand. But she did know before her death in June that police were close to making an arrest. Now, not only has that happened, but just a few hours ago, this suspect appeared before reporters and confessed to the murder that has haunted America for a decade. Has it really haunted America? No. Have you really been haunted by the fact that we've uh, never caught Bonet's killer? You know, sometimes I'll scratch my head and say, that really haunts me. A um, haunting, haunting statistic that someone killed a young girl and ne never killed again. In fact, most of us had pretty much assumed it was the parents. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, and I actually said this yesterday, and Deb's going to attest to this. I don't think this guy did it. No? I could tell this guy didn't do it. And the more you hear this story, the more you'll see it doesn't make sense. This morning in Bangkok, Thai police escorted a 41-year-old former schoolteacher, John Mark Carr, and announced that he has admitted to killing 6-year-old Jean Benet Ramsey at her home in Boulder, Colorado, 10 years ago. Moments later, Carr spoke for himself. I was with Jean Benet when she died. What Her death was was an accident. I love Jean Benet. Die accident. So there he says, "I love Jean Benet." Her death was an accident. And he was he a friend or something? Well, you'll hear more. Huh. No. The stunning scene a day after Carr's arrest Wednesday in downtown Bangkok. Investigators have been tracking him for months. This morning, the U.S. Homeland Security attache announced Carr will be taken back to the States within a week to face charges. First-degree murder, felony murder, first-degree kidnapping, second-degree kidnapping, and sexual assault on a child. A police source tells the Associated Press Carr confessed to certain details unknown to the general public about Jean Benet's murder. And it's now become known that Carr had been emailing a journalism professor at the University of Colorado, Michael Tracy, who produced a documentary on the murder case in 2004. Reportedly, Tracy became suspicious of Carr and called police. Patsy Ramsey's sister, Pam Paw, told us that police have firm evidence against him. Been a sex offender previously and they finally have caught him so and I'm told that the there is a DNA match. That's Jean Benet's father, John Ramsey, uh, spoke to NBC's Denver affiliate KUSA. I don't think it's proper that we speculate or discuss uh, the case. Uh, I think it's important that justice be allowed to run its course and, and, and do its job. On the day after Christmas, 10 years ago, Jean-Benet Ramsey was found beaten and strangled, possibly sexually assaulted, in her family's home in Boulder. Her mother found a ransom note asking for $118,000. No ransom call. What exactly do you remember of this back when it happened? Because I guess I was a freshman in college when all this went down. Do you remember anything uh, like what was weird about it uh, like at that time? Well, I mean, the, the the odd thing was, and it didn't really even catch on until a couple of days after it hit the uh, hit the papers in Colorado, and uh, then they started looking into the parents, and the parents started going all around trying to uh, you know cover their name, and uh, they went on CNN they and all these other that made them look real guilty, like Floyd Landis right now, the yeah. uh, the Tour de France champion, just going everywhere saying, "Hey, I'm innocent, I'm innocent." Mm -hmm. Exactly. But at the same time, too, do you remember with? Um, like other people who you say uh, like were guilty, like why aren't they out there proclaiming their innocence? 
you really can't get over in this media age. Either way, if you don't say anything, you look guilty, and if you go out proclaiming your innocence, you look guilty. Yeah, you do, and there's no way of like composing yourself out there when they're asking all these questions and not like uh, step all over yourself and uh, try to give straight answers. This is the NBC News story, the Today story about uh, the uh, Benet. Uh the Benet case here in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All ever came, and from the start, the ones who came under suspicion were the Ramses themselves. I did not kill Jean Benet. I did not have anything to do with it. Suspicions that hounded them, despite their claims that an intruder took their daughter's life and that Boulder police did little to follow other paths. As her friend and her lawyer, I regret that Patsy's not here. Uh, to be able to speak uh, to you herself, to give to this individual a presumption of innocence that she asked for for herself and for members of her family, but unfortunately was denied for so many years. The Ramseys were aware of the investigation of the suspect now in custody. NBC News has learned John Carr once worked as a substitute teacher in Hamilton, Alabama, and once lived in Conyers, Georgia. The Ramseys lived near Atlanta before moving to Boulder when Jean Benet was a baby. Carr also reportedly was an elementary school substitute teacher in California and was arrested in April 2001 in Sonoma County on child pornography charges, but fled before he could be tried. Thai police say Carr has been in Thailand four times over the last two years. Oh, do you know what he's doing in Thailand? Oh, yeah. There's a legal reason to go over there. He's not there for the food. He's Kickboxing? Eat, he's eating something, though. <laughs> and Boulder authorities are now flying to Bangkok to bring him back to the state within the next few days. We couldn't be more pleased. Uh, finally, we are on the road to justice for Jean Benet. All right, Dubs. Now, the big thing that's coming out, and this is what I was saying yesterday, I think this guy made it up. I think he is looking for publicity because apparently he was writing some sort of a book. It is all coming together way too easily. Well, what, what he's facing right now is one count of uh, uh, sexual assault, uh, murder, and uh, being too lazy to bury it. So, <laughs> wow. Now I understand why the guy was pissed yesterday. What? Wow. <laughs> Just no heart. Chuck Jock. <laughs> and his lawyer, Gary Glitter, has had no comment on this yet. So, <laughs> Was it his roommate at his hotel? <laughs> um, now, the big thing on Drudge is he said he drugged her. Mm-hmm. and then had sex with her, but the autopsy said there were no drugs found in the body. And apparently this guy's ex-wife says, hey, it, the Christmas of 1996, we were together in Alabama. So there's so much coming out about this guy, and even his brothers come out in a couple of things of like, there's no way it was him. But him admitting to this and uh, all this stuff going on, I mean, it doesn't make sense to, uh, for him to be doing it for publicity and then just go to jail forever. He... Here's what I'm thinking. I don't think it's him. I don't. Th- I think they're going to have to drop the case because they're going to realize with whatever DNA um, that it's not him, and so he's going to get this publicity for this book that he was writing and allegedly doing research on. But after you admit to uh, these type of things, I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? They'll still have a case against him, and he could still go to jail, even if the DNA does not match now, up. Now, he may go to jail for, like, the kitty porn Mm-hmm. Or being in Thailand to bang children. I don't know. I think he could probably go to jail for that. One or the other. Not necessarily this uh, this John Bonet case. Let's go to Dirt in the 407. What's up, Dirt Stash? Hey, man, I talked to Jim Phillips about the same thing today. Hey, man, I think you're right on, buddy. 
Uh, this, just just about it being uh, him, like, doing this for publicity? It, yeah, well, not necessarily for publicity, but uh, if you read the article, he was being held on charges in Thailand. Already? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the whole thing was, like, his uh, wife released a statement today on the news in San Francisco, his ex-wife, where she lives, saying that he's full of it and that, and that uh, this couldn't have happened because he spent that holiday with her and her family in Alabama. And the thing and, is, uh, yeah, go ahead, And buddy. the thing about it, like, is if you think about it, if he's in jail and he's facing charges in Thailand, which would you rather do? Yeah, if, would if you rather be in a Thailand jail? chances here? Uh, dude, that's you a know? fantastic point, yeah, man. not bad. Good job, Dirt Stash. 407-916-1041, triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. I didn't even think about that angle of. Was it in Thailand where the remember return that, to paradise? Well, no. Remember that kid who got uh, wasn't he hit with Kane? Yeah. Singapore. I was in no, oh. Singapore. Yeah. Damn. All right. I think Thailand was the uh, place where that uh, movie Return to Paradise yeah, was though. With Claire Danes and Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, yes. What's Return to Paradise? Uh, they got arrested for uh, doing hash in Thailand, and then uh, the uh, they got put to, uh, the one guy got put to death, and they just showed the the uh, prisons over there, and it was. Completely, uh, just uh, terrible. You don't. And you'd much to, rather do life here. You don't want to be a frail little white boy over there in Thailand, <laughs> no. as opposed to what a nice jail in uh, Colorado, I suppose. And the other thing too is the guy had no real connection to Colorado. Here's his brother, real fast. Okay. You, this is his brother giving him another possible alibi. The killer, uh, John Mark Kerr, or Carr. Just my knowledge, he did reside in Alabama up until four or five years ago when he moved to California. Yes. And we had constant, you know, communication with them. They would come to our house in Atlanta for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that's one of the points of contention is there's a possibility that we believe he could have been even here in Atlanta with us when this horrible tragedy occurred to the little John Bonnet Ramsey. And we don't know that for sure. We have to check our photo album and get the dates right. But, you know, there's so many things that are going on about why we think he is implicated in this. And it's to us, it's believable that way he would, they would implicate him because of some things he was researching. I don't trust him because he he breathes like sea lane. <laughs> There's a wake apnea over yeah. there. I'm getting, in. I'm getting people online saying, Dub, stop with the mouth breathing. Apparently you're real guilty of the mouth breathing tonight. Really? I guess. That's bull. 407-916-104. This uh, bastard over here. I Matt? I don't know what you're talking he, about. He never mouth breathes. <laughs> Sarge in the 407. What's up, Sarge? Hey, what's up, guys? Go ahead, buddy. Uh, I just uh, I think a caller made this comment earlier, but uh, I think it's a very interesting point. I just want to reiterate it again. Uh, this guy was held in Thailand already for for uh, charges against him on uh, related to child abuse and stuff like that. I mm -hmm. mean, in Thailand, that's a death sentence right there, buddy. I mean, yeah. Why not? You know, fess up to this, get uh, extradited to the U.S. You know, and just kind of take your chances there with this. I see. I had not even heard that yet. That is a fantastic point, yeah, especially when he's there in front of the cameras, just talking, saying, I did it, I loved her, blah, blah, blah. The thing is, he wasn't talking about uh, Jean Benet. By the looks of what was written up here by Pillow Pants, it was Joan Benet. Uh, so. All right, completely different case then. What a moron. Hey, here's his brother one more time, and why, right. his, why his brother, uh, Nate Carr, brother of John Carr, the guy who's accused in this, says uh, why he may have been a target in this uh in this whole case. It's a hideout. We're Radio 104.1. <clears throat> he was in the process several years ago, you know, maybe five, six years ago, long after the JonBenet murder, about researching a book he was going to try to write about 
men who commit these horrible crimes against children. And I think he had even at one point been in contact with several convicted people. Like I think he actually had correspondence with uh, the gentleman that was involved with the poly class case and things of that nature. He was on the Internet, you know, doing research for his book. And that's why I say, you know, it's very possible that through his uh, investigations for the book he was trying to write, and maybe, you know, the FBI or whatever saw this, you know, his going to contact these people or him, you know, researching the uh, Ramsey case so thoroughly and having such interest in it. Maybe that is the only possible way that we think that he could have been brought into this. Because, of course, there's going to be no physical evidence. If they do, in fact, have DNA at the scene, please test him immediately so he can be vindicated. All right, I'm thinking more and more, man. This guy was trying to escape from Thailand. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad theory at all. Hideout heretic from the board, uh, Guinness in here. What do you got, Guinness? Hey, do you think if that is true, you think his family would join in on trying to help out, gain publicity to get him back over to the United States? Well, his brother seems to think that there's no way he did it. Mm. So his brother isn't in on the angle, if that's the angle. If that's the gimmick this guy's running to, uh, running to escape Thailand. Let's go to Ted. Ted, you there? Hey, what's up? What's up, man? going on guilty hey are you guys gonna have a job on a look-alike contest all right well i didn't know where to go with that one because it was put up there's john as a man john benet oh my god come on pillow pants hey let me ask you are you hoping like for a <laughs> second i was thinking all right so this guy did it do you owe an apology as like the country collectively for thinking for the last 10 years that the Benets did it. But now you don't know who done it. So it's not even positive. And then if it turns out this guy did do it, which is looking less and less likely, then could it be that OJ actually didn't commit the murder? <laughs> and that that's another one. <laughs> no. You know what I think? Did I ever tell you my theory on OJ? What? It was his son. The Ooh. oldest one? It was his oldest son. I think she tripped. Oh, come on. I think it was his oldest son. That's why the DNA was close to matching. That's why everything mm -hmm. uh, was close to fitting but when, it, when it came to it. It was just a little off. I heard his son. I think that the, also the thing about the son, too, while we're bringing up you know, 10-year-old, 12-year-old cases, mm -hmm. his son was a, uh, a chef and so had knives like these. And remember after the Bronco chase when his son ran up to the Bronco? Mm -hmm. like Almost like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm telling you, it was O.J.'s son, allegedly. Well, if it is his son, or if it was his son, uh, he's he, O.J. gets father of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that's There's what, no way you uh, you go through all of that and destroy your life, basically. He went through it because he knew he couldn't be found guilty because he didn't do it. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a gamble still. I don't I don't think so. I think O.J. is father of the year. I think we should be cutting <laughs> O.J. some slack all this time after. <laughs> yes, he picked a poor time to go on that chase during the... Uh, Rockets, Knicks finals. Mm -hmm. You could have done it a little bit later or earlier in the day. But other than that, I'm thinking father of the year. I don't think he did it while we're just going around vindicating old cases. And he preempted the David Hasselhoff pay-per-view. Yeah, and that's what killed Bill ha David Hasselhoff's career. 
Ask to him what he thinks. The what? David Hasselhoff had a uh, pay-per-view that night, and he says the re- uh, his music special, right? Yeah, and, and he had all like his concerts. Baywatch, cheap Belondo, and dumb little skits between stupid, awful songs. And he said it was going to be huge, except for that was the night of the OJ chase. That's why his career never took off. How do you know this? Because I remember thinking, why are they giving him a pay-per-view special? And then I remember watching part of it through the uh, squiggly lines back when they had analog <laughs> on cable, and I go, who? Who would watch this crap, let alone pay for it? And today, While you're sitting there trying to watch it through the squiggly line. And, to and, see some boobs. And still to this day, he uh, claims that's why his uh, music career never took off here in the States. So he's thinking more people are going to watch that than Hakeem Olajuwon in the NBA Finals. Yes. Well, one is manly, the other is just kind of gay. Mm-hmm. Wow, talk about delusional. 407-916-1041, 888 Let's go to uh, Matthew in the 321. 321. What's up, Matthew? No, 321. The question I have for you guys is that when you're, uh, if you're a pedophile, what ex-wife in their right mind is going to go ahead and defend a man and say that she was with him? I, you know, I, yeah, I, that's why I think that all this is uh, bunk. That's why I think she's just going to say, hey, wait a second. You know, he was with us. I mean... I, I don't never, I don't even think that she really honestly cares either way. Mm-hmm. I think she's just out there stating this for fact. Maybe more of so of she hates him so much she didn't want to see him getting any credit. Like, hey, wait a second, here this my ex husband who was a complete douche kid toucher is out there getting all this credit for this high profile case when in reality he was sitting with me in Alabama uh, giving our kids no presents, just extra hugs on Christmas night. And Ted, you're back in the hideout. Hey guys, you get me off. Um, that winner of that contest, the Jean Bonnet lookalike contest, can you hit me up on my MySpace page? MySpace. We aren't doing a, a Jean Bonnet. Is that what you guys were going to do last night? No! Shock Jocks? Shock Jock. A lot of shaving. Jesus. Uh uh-uh. uh. Dump that. Oh. Good What's job. What's wrong man. with you, dumbass? <laughs> you saved those for the instant messenger. I sent yes. that one to Dubs 20 minutes ago. <laughs> no. Alright, let's take a break. Uh, oh, hey. So this this got me to think. Let's do because this whole thing seems a little odd, almost mm-hmm. like a version of Clue. You remember the old board game Clue? Oh yeah, of course. Like Who Done It? What was it? Colonel Mustard in the mm-hmm. library with the candlestick. Yeah, that whole thing. Sounds like a Saturday night to me. <laughs> I have come up with the hideout version of Clue. Okay, I'm going to give you four statements, and you have to match it up with the correct. People. Okay. All right. So those of us on the show, Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks. And this is to win another spot in the Madden contest or and or another prize. So 407-916-1041, Hideout clue. Here are the four actions. You have to match them to the correct person. Ran a batch while in the car with his parents in the front seat. Punched the clown behind a large outdoor sign. Pleasured himself <laughs> in a porta potty at a nudist colony. Punched the clown <laughs> while tanning in a clothing optional sun deck. Match the clues. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one on your singular wireless phones. Hideout clue. So whenever you call up and you say, "Hey, 
it was chunks who punched the clown while in a porta potty at a nudist colony. And you got to get all four of them correct. Mm-hmm. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Either for a spot in the Madden tournament or a, uh, a various other prize. Hideout Clue, next in the Hideout, Row Radio 104.1. Hey, you better... No. <laughs> All right, let's uh, start with Tim. All right, see, now he's going to think I did that. What? Hey, Tim, you ready? Yeah. All, All right. right, match the people. you got to match all of them correctly. All of them, huh? Yep. All of them. Oh, man. I was thinking, uh, the only one I could think of was with the clown. I was thinking Gacy. <laughs> it's not even close. All right, did we screen in the phone calls? What is this? Let's, uh, let's try Toasty Stuff. I'm sure he gets the game. All right, Toasty Stuff, are you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Who did what? Okay, I think Chunks in his parents' car. Correct. Um, Hefe in the um, porta potty. Correct. Correct. Bateman in the sun deck. No! Yeah, the sorry. first two, correct. All right, so that means the next person... If can... the next person was uh, listening correctly... They should have it. Mateus. Mateus, are you there? No, I'm right here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I hope you were paying attention because they just gave you two of the four. Yes, he did. And uh, for for not sounding like a dumbass and repeating them, can I just acknowledge the first two and acknowledge that they're correct? No. No, I say you have to repeat. You have to repeat. Just All right, well, if I'm going to repeat it, then I need you to repeat the choices again because it's awful <laughs> long and drawn out. <laughs> Christ almighty. You know what? So's your voice. Uh, beat it. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. The fun in it is repeating which mongrel did the horrible act. Uh. Take, take a little fun in the fact that you get to shame us. I'm angry right now. I'm a CJ. Welcome back. <laughs> I wonder why it's the angriest city. Hey, Gary, do you want to try it? Yes, sir. I out tonight. Oh, you ass. What are you doing? Now you're just screwing with me. It's hideout clue. Yes, sir. All right, what do you got, Gary? Uh, I'll say Jacobs. Jacobs is correct. You're a winner. Hold on. Thank you. <laughs> I would love it. Absolutely love it if you would come up and uh, play Madden. Christ Almighty! And I'd love it if all the phones weren't ringing and uh, were actually screened. That'd be great too. What's going on? Ba- <laughs> uh oh! What are you doing? It's not funny. It's the phone. <laughs> Hurry! I'm gonna call you. <laughs> I'm gonna call you TC. All right, TC, you ready? You there? Beat it. Jesus Christ. Bunny. Bunny, do you have it? Yeah, I have it. I think I know. Okay. All right, go ahead, sweetie. Go ahead. Okay, it was Chunks in his parents' car. Yep. And then, oh, God, can I have the next option? I forgot. It was Bateman that did it and the naked and the punch the clown and the... Clothing option. No. 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 Sorry, sweetie. Don't I get a prize anyway? Come on. <laughs> Come up here and get nude. That's our prize. <laughs> Dude, I'm so pissed right now. Why? Because we have an awful team. Why is Pillow Pants on the phones for uh, for a contest? Manhole's back now. All right, let me reset the game. <laughs> 
All right. It's called Hideout Clue. <laughs> All of these have to do with us um, self-pleasuring in various places. Here are the places you have to correctly match the people with the place. Clothing optional sun deck. Porta potty in a nudist colony. Behind a large outdoor sign in Maitland in a car with the parents in the front seat. Two of them were gotten correct by Toasty Stuff. And the other two should just be... The other two are gimmies because he missed the one, so it's yes. obviously the other. You dumb asses! <laughs> Can I change mine? No. All right. Can you put a name up there that I can say? For Christ's sake! Sam. I don't want to hop in, Tommy. Hello, hello? Go ahead, Sam. You guys are such, such sickos for thinking up a horrible contest like a John Bonet lookalike. Uh, we did not think that up! What, what am I going to get first price? First prize? Oh. Uh, Cut <laughs> that bitch off! Next caller! See, they wonder, they say, hey, you guys should get the callers involved more. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Byron in the 407. All right. Sean's in his parents' car. Yep. Hefe in the porta potty. Yep. Dobbs in the sun deck. Yep. And Bateman behind the sign. Thank you, Crush! <laughs> You'll be playing Mario all night. Oh, you're a winner. Hold For on. For Christ's sake. Hold on a second. Why is it my job to uh, handle all this when we got, quote-unquote, two producers? And then there's just pillow pants back there smiling like a retard. What are you smiling about? Jesus Christ. You know what? Is, the, is, the, is that on? Yes. Pillow pants, get in here. <laughs> Hurry up. Get in the main studio. Now. Which camera is on on Real Radio TV? I believe it's... That one? I want you to get over here next to the is that door. One? Is that one up there? Next to the door. You see the corner over there? Sit down Indian style facing the corner. <laughs> You're in timeout. You're sitting Indian style facing the corner in timeout until 9 o'clock. This is the way you're going to spend your second to last day of the internship. Sitting in timeout <laughs> for being a dumb ass. <sighs> All of you can go to Real Radio. .fm and Real Radio TV. Yeah, we're, we're putting the camera on him right now. To see Pillow Pants in his shame in the corner for not being able to screen a phone call. And then just giggling back there. Because he puts up names I can't say. Dude, what's up with his underwear, man? He's got, like, lips on it. Oh, <laughs> see? Yeah, look. Was he a fan of the look Rolling Stones? It. He's got, like, lips on his underwear. Come with you. No! No, don't turn around. You're in the corner. Sit in the corner. Real funny having an unprofessional show. Dumbasses. Yes, L. Ross. From the board, hideoutheretics.net. Now, Hefe, as a, as a semi-professional parent, I can tell you, timeout time out is only go for so much. Sometimes you just have to go right to the spanking. Now, here's the thing. This dumbass doesn't feel pain. You see what he does to himself with shocking himself and electric chairs and all the dummy MacGyver things that he comes up with. I want to curse. You hear how I have to stumble mm -hmm. so I don't curse? Hefe's voice is already going bad. 
Now you're making him yell. He's still smiling. You can see his fat cheeks grin from the back. But guess what? He's going to sit there until 9 o'clock or after 9 o'clock until he stops smiling. <laughs> until he gets smart. How about that? I wanna... <laughs> Got Father Time sitting over there. You're sitting there until your IQ hits 80, retard. <laughs> no. Ugh. Alright, do we send him home? <laughs> On his second to last day? You want to go home? Pillow pants? Let's take a break and come back. Well, what could have been a nice, fun game turned into a cluster F. Yeah, just a record setting abortion. It was still a fantastic game. It's all your fault. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Yeah, this is all right, welcome back to the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Wrapping up the second hour. If you go to realradio.fm and look at Real Radio TV, you can see that pillow pants moron is still sitting in the corner for being a dumbass while screaming phone calls. Still smiling. And um, thank goodness for Guinness and Elros from the board, hideoutheretics.net, for telling that dummy to keep looking at the corner. He kept turning around. Let's go to Steve on the 407. What's up, Steve-O? Hey, I just wanted to comment that, you know, um, Pillow Pants is such a screw-up that you should probably make a manhole's bitch and come up with a contest for the callers to punish them. All right, here's the thing, though. Every single time, as far as, like, punishment goes, like, I understand sometimes child abuse, Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you why. Because sometimes you have kids, like, with pillow pants, you hit them, and it doesn't mean anything. They just sit there, they smile, and they laugh at you. Then there are other times when you sit them in timeout. This dummy's not going to learn anything from timeout. Mm -hmm. No. Sometimes you need to grab a bat and break a knee. He's just over there doing what he normally does, stare at wood. <laughs> Mouth all watering. <laughs> no, you can't get up now. Stop asking. Can't get up until 9. By the way, stay tuned. At the end of this break, this little segment here, Jesus, mm-hmm. we are going to uh, play the next sounder to get another person to get into the uh, Hideout Madden tournament, which is tomorrow with our boy... Um, Phil Frazier, producer of Madden. He's going to come in tomorrow, bring in a the, the PS2. We're going to have a 16-team tournament. And for those 16 players, whoever wins that, wins a copy of Madden 2007. And any true fan of Madden wants to play the game before it comes out. So on the first day it comes out, they can jump online and uh, play it there and just beat everybody's asses and get their uh, their ranking up right away. Not only that, too, but you also have the chance to win. If you win this, yeah. you win Madden 2007 for PlayStation 2. I mean, I, you know, if I if I heard that there was a place just having a playing party, like not even a tournament beforehand, I would I'd be lining up a day before. So, uh, I'm excited about this for tomorrow. In fact, I tell you what, let's play the sounder now. I think we have enough slots. Let's play it now. 
Call us seven right now at 407-916-1041. 407-916-1041. Get the slot to compete in our Madden 07 tournament. You must be available to come into the studio this Friday, the 18th at 6.50 p.m. in order to play. The winner of the tournament gets a brand new copy of Madden 07. Madden 07 for the PlayStation 2. Courtesy of EA Sports. For your next chance to win, keep listening to The Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Jane, three twenty one. What's up, Jay? Hey guys, how y'all doing tonight? Uh, I wish I had a better staff, but other than that, I'm great. Yeah, we're doing good. No doubt. Well, about your pillow pants problem, you know, not all punishment has to do with pain. Let's see if he has an iron cat stomach. How about slapping a dog collar on him, fill up a dog bowl with head cheese, if you all know what that is, mm-hmm. and they can eat it. All right, here's the thing about that too, and I'm not gonna lie. Uh, thank you for the Take phone. that away from him. Yeah. What, does he get, his cell phone? Yes, yeah. take See, it away from him. This is the problem with time out. Jesus. I'll smash it. I'm not even lying. <laughs> I will smash it. Our people are screaming on the IM. He's playing with himself. Then they say that. Oh, wait a second. No, it's his. Uh, it's his cell phone. I'm telling you, dude, I'm pissed. Why does he keep on looking around? I can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> I've never seen someone so dumb. But see, here's the thing. You hit a kid. Sometimes it doesn't work. Mm-mm. Put him in timeout. Doesn't work. What do you do at that point with your devil child? What do you do? Euthanize. Pull a Susan Smith. Hmm. I, yeah, you gotta understand it. And then you blame it on Matt. <laughs> just find the biggest, blackest guy and yes. say, hey, he did it. And just start pointing an accusing white finger. I'm coffee. <laughs> Sorry, ball. <boss. laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm the dark, boss. I'm scared of the dark. <laughs> Gonna have to look in, look into me, boss. We still got the chunks, Fat Man Dyer, and they wore more co- uh, more qualifications mm-hmm. for this uh, Madden tournament tomorrow. Chunks, how's this gonna run down tomorrow? And by the way, we're gonna open up one more slot because I think EJ from the U is out. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now he's playing. Uh, I think we should change. probably get some backups too. Maybe. All right. Very good. Now he's playing with change. Uh, anyone? We just have to strip him nude and sit him there. Let's. <laughs> Anyone who's uh, won the slot, uh, including the ones that are coming up, you got to be here by 650 because we, we want you here. Phil has uh, uh, graciously decided to come in like at 530 to help get things set up to make sure it goes really well. Oh, wow. And uh, he's got the game. He's really stoked about it, and uh, he's really happy about the turnout. You know, it's his product. He's, he's, he's ecstatic. And this is one of the first times of him getting kind of like the natural reaction from Lehman. Yeah, a- absolutely. So he wants to see how it is. Plus, the big announcement, which came through today after going through all the different venues, we will be able to broadcast uh, the games being played during the tournament over Real Radio TV. Uh, wow. C-Lane has a way to hook that up. We got the okay from everyone involved. So you'll be able to see screens of this brand new game before it comes out. All right, so people will still be able to hear the show, but yep. they'll be able to watch the action on the field. Yes, they'll and be able we, to hear the show. And we'll be able to switch over to the regular cam, too, if we want to. All right, nice. I like that. I like that a lot. 
Um, well, good. That goes down tomorrow, then. And we already got, I guess we just got our qualifier. I need to know how many slots we have left. And then, um, I thought we just gave away, like, two. You're holding up four. Why don't we, you have, go th- we have three, uh, four left. Four left. <sighs> All right. I'm constantly getting four left, four left, <laughs> four left. You got rid of EJ, right? Yeah, EJ's out. Yeah. Yeah, but then we just gave one more away, so. All right, that's why it's four. Now you're saying to me on the IM, why would you do that? Don't do it to me. That would kill me. Do you make me? Do you want me to cry? Yes. Absolutely, you ass. Alright. Pinchy in the 440 says, uh, the real punishment would make manhole listen to Pillow Pants Hooters ad. Oh, no. Why? Then everybody's punished. Yeah, then all of us have to suffer. Then we're guilty of your rape. Here's Dex says, it's pretty much the best place in the world. Gators <laughs> Dockside is pretty much the Oh, God. they got 10 Central Florida locations, and you can find them one near you by visiting GatorsDockside.com. They have the best wings around. Best Monday wings around. That means all you can eat wings for 7 bucks. That means you buy a plate of wings, and when you're done, you get some more. And the process repeats and repeats all night long. Now, since Gators is a family atmosphere, kids eat free. Tuesday night is oh. kids' night. Plus, we got face painting, clowns, the works. We'll see you later yeah, at Gators. www.gators.com. I can't handle pillow pants right oh, now. Oh, I got to hear the pillow pants one. I can't handle Just them so right that now. Just so people know. Oh, him personally? Yeah. What's right now, he's playing with his last brain cell. <laughs> well, I know he expended a lot <laughs> trying, to, trying to put this together. Hooters has everything. Planes, casinos, hotels, magazines, the world-famous Hooters girls, and seven Orlando locations near you. This is one of the seven Orlando Hooters locations for nearly famous wings, salads, seafood, sandwiches, and much more. They have 25-cent wings on Thursdays and $5 pitchers of Sam Adams on Fridays. Give a hoot. Don't drink and drive. We'll see you at Hooters. (laughs) I'm so glad he's leaving. I've never been so excited. To have somebody leave. Uh, you almost made it unscathed. Do you remember Hoots? I think I'm more excited about this. Hey, I am excited also, too, about Snakes on a Plane. Mm-hmm. Um, here's Samuel L. Jackson commenting on whether or not this is actually uh, a real movie. It's a real situation among people on this plane. And people sitting there watching it can get involved in it as a situation that could possibly happen. That's a real thing. It's not tongue-in-cheek. It's, it's, it's done as a serious action thriller. There are, there are a lot of laughs along with, you know, all the screams. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's thrilling. It's sad in, in our places. It's, it's a good kind of roller coaster of a movie. I'm so stoked about this movie. You're actually going to go see it in the theaters. Yes. I told you, wow. this is the combination of all my favorite kinds of movies. Plane movie, I'll see any airplane movie. I'll see any, like, animal attacks movie. And it has Samuel L. Jackson. It could be now the perfect movie. And that's what he even saw before he even read the script. What happened was, I was reading the trades one day, and I saw where Ronnie Yu, this friend of mine, who's right. the director that I've done a film with, was doing a film called Snakes on a Plane. So I emailed him to say, what does this mean? Is this a euphemism for something, or are there really snakes loose on a plane? He goes, well, once the snakes loose on a plane, my yeah. next movie. I go, can I be in it? And that's what happened. I that never saw it. a script. Never, never knew the story. Never, never knew anything, anything about it. I just knew it was poisonous snakes loose on a plane. He did say it was sad, right? Maybe because it's a funeral for his career. <laughs> no, he's done plenty of others. 
He's done plenty of others that are awful. So I don't think this is necessarily, <laughs> necessarily the one uh, that's going to be so bad. All right, here's what we still got to do, Chunk, uh, Dubs. Chunk's Fat Man Diary, which will lead us into something else. Mm-hmm. We got some more audio. But next, I was reading the day, and I hope this guy's a good interview. We're just going to talk to him quickly. This guy from the Register. Um, he wrote this little essay about how it would be nearly impossible to blow up the planes on this alleged terror plot. The one with the uh, liquids that they're bringing on planes? all the liquids, and they're setting it off with the camera. Sit down, pillow pants. Sit down. We should have him do that like imaginary chair thing where he has his back against the wall and just see how long he holds that. Put a spike under him so he, if he does fall. So this guy says that it cannot, you know, it, it could not happen, the liquids on the plane and uh, being able to be a terror. Yeah, so he's going to break it down next All on right. Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Kicking off hour three, it's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. J-Dubs, RealRadio.fm is where you can see real TV. You can watch the show like it's television, Mm -hmm. live on the Internet. Uh, If you go there now, whoa, 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 say, I don't care. You were acting like an ass. Go back and sit in the corner. No, go sit in the corner. Until I say. Corner. A radio bottom intern pillow pants is sitting in the corner for being an awful phone screener. Um, so that's why you go to Real Real Radio TV on RealRadio.fm. Hideoutheretics.net. You can go see um, like old videos that we've done for the show, also old audio on FullBlownAids.com. You can get the free uh, Hideout ringtones. So all that's available for you, J-Dubs. Uh, here in the Hideout... We don't talk a lot of serious stuff, mm-hmm. but of course in the last couple of weeks, or I guess it's really been like the last week or so. Yep, it's been about a week. This foiled terrorist plot of uh, blowing planes up on uh, the transatlantic flights from London to D.C. or New York or anywhere else. And they were, you know, and Dubs, you were actually flying when all this broke. That morning. And uh, no liquids, no gels. Uh, we here in the hideout even got a disposable camera to see what the electric, like, what, what the kind electric of, charge. It was actually pretty powerful. Yeah. It put a hole into a box cutter. Wow. Well, the blade of a box cutter. I mean, it was a tiny hole, but there was enough of a discharge there. So I'm reading today. I'm online. I'll give them a little plug. Fark.com. And I see this very interesting article by our next guest, Thomas Green who is the, uh, an author and editor for the Register magazine, and I believe it's the register.com, if I, I could be incorrect on that. Um, but anyway, just kind of talking about how nearly impossible it would be to actually blow a plane up. So I wanted to invite him into the hideout. Thomas, you there? Yeah, hi. How's it going, buddy? Very well, thanks. How hey, thanks for coming into the hideout, man. I went out a real serious show. We like to goof around a little bit, but I, I felt kind of what you wrote. Were you... What you were writing was it in jest or is like you really took a real like analytical like chem- like chemistry kind of view at this? 
Register is usually a combination of both. Um, people kind of like us because we're pretty irreverent. Right. At the same time, we try to have our facts straight, unlike a lot of other journalists. No, I hear you. So I'm reading this thing, and I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty funny, and yet also, uh, wow, I'm, Informative. Learning, I'm learning something. All right, so give me the gist of the article that you wrote today that people can find on, on the website and on FARC.com, too. Okay, well, all I meant to say was that the plot, as described by all the terrorism experts who keep popping up on CNN and Fox, uh, doesn't seem to be too feasible. Uh, if you try to cook this stuff up uh, by bringing in the liquids, uh, what they call precursors, um, uh, in, uh, which are fairly safe, uh, and then try to mix up a batch of death in the lavatory, right. you're not going to get very far. Okay, because that's what I was doing. I'm reading the article, and you're talking about you need certain... Like chemicals, obviously. Yeah. And then it would have to be so precise, like on temperature, you'd need to bring in thermometers and beakers and uh, <laughs> mixing things, and you'd have so much stuff that you'd have to carry around with you that if you're going to go to the bathroom in the plane, you'd have to make four or five trips. And then it would take, what, a couple of hours to even get the <clears throat> concoction correct? That's right. If you want to make a real explosive with those chemicals that have been uh, talked about, you would need several hours. Uh, there's one very good study uh, from a peer-reviewed journal in a, in a respected uh, chemistry journal that uh, talks about taking 24 hours if you want to do it really safely and get a very thorough yield out of it. But it, the quickest you could do it would be about three hours, and you would have to control the temperature very carefully. I don't know exactly how you're going to come up with an ice bath. Right. I suggested, you know, ordering champagne and using the ice bucket. Yeah, that's Maybe. a good I mean, first class, but exactly. I don't know if that's going to be enough. Uh, we got Thomas Green. He's an author and editor for The Register magazine. The website is theregister.co.uk here in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. All right, so here's what I find interesting, just about it all. It's just the scare tactics that go into this and how all of a sudden, you know, gel insoles are now banned. Oh, personal lubricants. Come yeah, on. you can't yeah. take your KY on. So, like, how am I going to do a two hour flight without that? Right. So, from there, I mean, what the hell's going on on television then? Well, you got an awful lot of terrorism experts who are coming on telling everybody to be scared because these guys, most of them are lobbyists. They're trying to get their clients a whole lot of Homeland Security pork, which is huge business oh, yeah. since 9-11. Absolutely. So they've got a big interest in you being scared and saying, yeah, yeah take, my, take my tax dollars and spend it on face recognition and gate recognition, all this other phrenology rubbish. Um, and these guys are, are, are basically talking to journalists who don't, take the time to do the research to find out whether or not what these guys are talking about is plausible. That's why my article came out a week later. It took me a while to find out exactly what I needed to know in order to write competently about it. God Instead forbid, saying, yeah, God said, forbid you do your said, homework. This guy, here's an expert. He's going to tell you everything and, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know anything. I thought it would be better to write about it after I actually knew something about it. Oh, golly gee, a responsible person. Who knew? Uh, it's the Hideout Rule Radio 104.1. Thomas Green, author and editor uh, for The Register Magazine. So, uh, theregistermagazine.co.uk. So with that case, please tell me we're not the only media outlet that's gotten a hold of you to say, hey, could you kind of explain how this is a bit far-fetched? 
Actually, no. Um, I was one time invited to talk on the Catherine Cryer show about uh, some kind of cockamamie thing where a guy was trying to use brainwaves to find out if people were lying. Uh, and that was about four years ago. Uh, but mainstream press doesn't really pay too much attention to us. We're kind of in our own niche. And uh, so uh, that's that. I mean, they would rather listen to some, uh, some Brill Cream expert on TV than, uh, than actually somebody who's going to take the time to do the research and find out that you cannot possibly cook this up in a lavatory. If you dump the chemicals together, what you're going to get is, uh, you know, not really an explosion. Um, it's going to be sort of an, uh, I don't know, an incandescent haji swirly or something. Right. It's not going <laughs> to blow up a plane. Yeah, whatever. What I saw, <laughs> but I'd pay money to see that. Right. So. I see, here's what's what, like, I'm reading it. I'm reading the article, and he's like, at best, maybe it'll blow out a couple of windows. Right, mm-hmm. at the best. And there it could destabilize the plane, but it's not anything that's going to blow a plane up and bring the plane down. No, I mean, you have to do real structural damage to the plane, and so you need to go through this reaction with these substances and and let it cook as it needs to cook to create a real explosive that will detonate and actually actually screw up the plane physically. All right. uh, you could you could maybe blow out a little bit of the skin, but you saw that Aloha Airlines thing. If I don't know if you remember that, it was some years back, I, I, where about a third of the skin came off the fuselage, and only one person was killed. The plane landed uh, I, relatively safely. You know, it's so funny you mentioned that. I, I, it's so funny you mentioned that. I was thinking about that. And, Dubs, I wonder if somebody can find a picture of that. Because mm-hmm. I remember seeing a photo of it. It was a plane, I guess, like in Hawaii. And, like you said, a third of, like, the top came off. Yeah. Yeah. And the plane still landed Jesus. with, like, a third of the top just missing. I don't remember that one. Oh, I, I, we were kids. I mean, we were young guys, from what, I, from what I recall. And I just remember that photo completely sticking out in my mind, like, First of all, how scared that would be as someone who's afraid of fly, uh, afraid of heights. But this is the fact that only one person died and it still was able to land okay. And here you have all these rights just being stripped from us from something that just about, you know, chemistry-wise, isn't even possible. Well, even the shoe bomber, wasn't his plan to uh, light the fuse, put his shoes right against the side of the, uh, the, uh, the plane and blow a hole yep. in the side of it? See, the thing is that this whole thing about decompression, explosive decompression, is totally overblown by the movies. And, uh, you know, the, the Aloha Airlines thing shows it perfectly well. If, if the plane can land with a third of its skin missing, I mean, just how bad is explosive decompression? Well, yeah, it can be bad, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, destroy the plane. This guy would have blown his feet off. He might have put a little hole, you know, in the side of the plane. Right. All right, well, hey, man, I appreciate it. We have a quick question for him real quick if you want. Uh, yeah, sure, Thomas, you take a phone call? Oh, yeah, sure, no worries. All right, Thomas Green, uh, the author and editor for the Register the Register magazine. That's theregister.co.uk. Uh, you can find this easily on FARC.com, too. Let's go to Smack Daddy in the 407. What's up, Smack Daddy? Yeah, uh, what if somebody brought on a, a reasonable amount of liquid nitroglycerin that will blow the plane to pieces? Actually, Ramsey Youssef tried that. Uh, he did a dry run. Ramsey Youssef, uh, the uh, terrorist who mm-hmm. uh, tried the first uh, World Trade Center bombing, he, he did a dry run using a small amount of nitroglycerin, killed one passenger with it, but he proved that you could smuggle it on board without blowing yourself up, and he proved that you could detonate it in the air. You would need probably 10 or 15 times that amount 
in order to, to do serious structural damage to the plane from what I've been able to, to gather. And uh, smuggling that onto a plane would probably be a lot more difficult because the more of it you have, the more trouble you're going to have with its sensitivity. Plus the other thing is that people are going to be looking out for uh, things like that. Um, nitro compounds have a, a signature that's very easy for these uh, sniffers, uh, dogs, and mm -hmm. so on and so forth, the mechanical sniffers and the four-legged sniffers to detect. So it's going to be uh, pretty difficult to get it on there. It's very touchy. It's very difficult to deal with uh, from a safety point of view. You might not make it. You might blow up, you know, in the taxi on the way to the airport. But it has been done uh, on a small scale. But that's not even what they were talking about with this terrorist plot. No. Which I'm... is just, uh, it was something I guess called TPT, or that's the short for it, I think so. Um... Right, T-A-T-P. T-A-T-P. Okay, okay. Uh, let's uh, go one more question from David in the 407. What's up, David? I just want to know why they canceled your show the second time on MTV, and what was it like being married to Drew Barrymore? Uh, wrong. Tom Green. Oh, it's mm. Thomas Green, not, yeah, Tom, not Tom Green. Green. Oh, well, nonetheless, uh, I'll say that this was... Radio Jihad. Not a good call. Uh, all right, well, Thomas Green, thanks for coming into the hideout. The Register magazine, theregister.co.uk. I'm telling you, go read this, this magazine, or go read this article, and you'll realize... What's all the nonsense for? What are we doing right now, stripping all our uh, rights when getting on airplanes when it's nearly impossible? Thomas, thanks for coming in the hideout, man. Thanks very much. Cheers. I appreciate it. See, that's what I'm saying. Now, look. Uh, how are we the only media outlet that's gotten a hold of this guy? Someone actually did a little chemical research and said, hey, this is going to be just about impossible to do. Now, that's one thing that I haven't seen covered is uh, the preparation of all these things. Uh, I've seen, like, like they've um, made batches up on uh, TV and blown up, you know, like little things, but I haven't seen actually them putting it together. Have you found that photo yet, Tommy? Has anyone found that photo yet that I asked of? I can't find it. It was a Hawaiian airliner. Somebody has to remember this. I, the thing that keeps popping up is a bunch of stuff about Pearl Harbor. Oh, man. And it was a it was the back, the top of the back of the plane came mm. off. Not the tail, but just like you said, the little fuel, uh, like the roof, essentially, yeah. the little covering. Just and kind of peeled off. Still landed. People in their seats still landed. I thought it was right behind the cockpit and some of the uh, flight attendants got sucked out. No, it Just was... one the, person died, I guess. It was the back part. And it could have been a, a flight attendant that flew out of the plane. Yeah, because those they, they, you have an area right in there in the back for them. You were going to say those bitches. No, he wasn't. You? It looked like you were going to say those bitches. Right, let's I take, should. Let's take a break, come back. Damn peanut throwers. We'll uh, come back with the Chunks Batman Diary next. I don't know if you guys found that boring or not, but I just I saw this and I'm like I got to share this with you. I mean we're sitting here panicking all over over all this, and a guy actually takes the time to do the chemical research. It pretty much showing it's nearly impossible to do. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me the hideout's going to be the only show that's going to find this guy and put him on. I don't see how CNN or even a guy like Keith Oberman or somebody isn't going out there saying, "Hey, what are we doing? Hold on, let's slow down for a second. Before we start saying, hey, no more gel insoles. It's fair and balanced. It's a hideout, Roll Radio 104.1. Hey. Oh, this is my jam of the day. And you can check swing on my nuts. Dubs. Yeah. I just sent you the links. Uh, Corpse found him. He's going to put them on hideoutheretics.net. Mm-hmm. Of the plane. I saw it. it. Well, you're right. It was the front, Matt, right behind the cockpit. 
and that thing landed. So this transatlantic, you know, bomb thing, side out radio 104.1. If this plane landed, this, you know, mm-hmm. you'd be okay. It'd be scary as hell, but you'd be okay. Let's go to Mike in the 321 real quick. What's up, Mike? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, buddy. <laughs> Too much. I just, uh, you know. I mean, it's great that that guy did his research and all that, but, I mean, you know, would you want to take the chance that, I don't know, some guy with a chemistry set in the bathroom potentially going to blow up a third of the airplane? I mean, I understand it's next to impossible, but, I mean, you know, I mean, what if you want the government to do? Ignore the fact that these guys were trying to attempt an impossible attack on the airplane? I mean, Listen, you know, I mean, it might be a little bit of overreacting, but, I mean, do you want to be on that airplane that landed? I, I do agree with you. I, I do agree that uh, <laughs> overreacting is better than underreacting in any case. But yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but th- there has to be a certain time period afterwards where you even it out and uh really do the correct thing. L- listen. Yeah, I mean, here's I, the, I'm, I'll, hold on, give me 2 seconds right. and I'll let you respond. I don't even have so much problem with the government stepping in trying to stop things. Look, that's not what I'm saying. Well, to me what's been amazing is the media coverage and the media hype without like we said the guy putting it in perspective of hey were people trying to set off a bomb? Yes. But here's what it would actually do. Instead of saying, man, we're crazy, we could mm-hmm. get blown up in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and all fall into pieces, when that kind of attack is nearly impossible with what was thwarted, I just would rather... A little the, truth in journalism would be nice. Yeah, the actual facts. No, I'm, I'm not saying don't, you know, don't stop them. Obviously, you want to stop them. I just want the whole story getting out there. Yeah, and I, I mean, I agree 100% with that. And, you know, a lot of the problem is is that, you know, again, going back to the media, I mean, you know, nowadays, in today's political climate, I mean, can you afford to be anybody from, you know, the top branch of the FBI or president and take any chances anymore without the political backlash of if some, I mean, just imagine if somebody did manage well, here's to the thing. Up- here's, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I think uh, it did happen, and the guy got reelected. It's true. Yeah. You know, the biggest attack on our country happened, and the guy gets reelected on saying, hey, I won't let it happen again. <laughs> Sorry. I'm t- I think a corpse is going to post this on hideoutheretics.net, these photos of this Aloha plane. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's crazy. But you see this, and you're like, hey, they were flying to Hawaii or whatever, and they still landed. Just people, and I love to see the 80s clothes, too. And actually, we have some more info on that uh, plane. Uh, Dirty Sanchez in 386. Oh, Jesus. Hey, how, how am I going to take you seriously? What do you want? Hey, uh, there's, a, there's a couple of differences between the Hawaiian Airlines flight and the transatlantic flight. The, uh, the Hawaiian Airlines flight, it wasn't flying from, like, L.A. to Hawaii. It was just like a little puddle jumper flying from island to island. So it really wasn't very high, and so they were able to land very quickly. But if you're on a transatlantic flight, you're flying at, like, 40,000 feet. All of a sudden, you know, there's a there's a hole in the airplane. It's gonna it's gonna be a little bit more significant damage than, than well, this, just the pictures that you're seeing. Right I now. could understand what you're saying, but even too, this doesn't look like a puddle jumper. I mean, this mm-hmm. this looks like um like pretty much what I flew all vacation, a little seven seventeen. Yeah. You know, like a AirTran or you know one of yeah. those planes. It's a not fairly huge. big size one, but uh, you know, it's it's not a, a little little small plane. Listen, I'm gonna roll with the scientist. All right, I'm just gonna go like that. And then maybe I could be wrong. But again, too, I'm just talking about how about we just have a little investigating into mm-hmm. what we're doing. Hey, Dubs, we got some guests in the studio. I also want to welcome in our buddy, comedian Arnie Ellis, ArnieEllis.com, MySpace.com, slash Arnie Ellis. Um, he is, uh, he's got Orlando Comics Podcast. Nice. StandUpOrlando.com. 
He's got all kinds of stuff going on. What's going on, Arnie? How are hey, you? how's it going, guys? Most recently, he gave $3,000 to a criminal and trying to move up to New York. Yes, I did. He's a friend of our buddy Pedro and uh, Ian, who uh, came in. Uh, Pedro's going to be in tomorrow. Isn't he playing in the uh, Madden tournament tomorrow night? Yes, that's what he told me. Oh, very cool. Very sweet. Good to see you, Arnie. Feel free to uh, to throw in. All right, man. Um, all right, Let me see. All right. People just did a little research. Apparently, they lost part of that fuselage at 24,000 feet. That's still pretty high. Mm-hmm. It's not 40,000 feet, but I know I was traveling at 31,000 feet because that's what the pilot said when I was flying on vacation. All right, we have a couple things we can do right now. Whatever you want to do, J-Dubs, it's your show. We have EJ from the U, and we have Pillow Pants, who is just standing and walking in circles over here. All right, let me talk to EJ from the U first. All right. EJ from the U, while we were playing our uh, game, Hideout Clue was giving me hell on the instant messenger and throwing me off, trying to be a smartass, and I kicked him out of the Madden tournament tomorrow. Hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do I got to do to get back in? Do I got to wash all you guys' car at, at your uh, event on Saturday, or what where, do you need me to do? Where am I going to be on Saturday, EJ? The Sports Authority by Waterford Lakes from, 12 to, uh, from noon to 2. All right, you're back in. Oh, okay. you're you're Mr. Softy over there. Well, listen. You know what I would have done? I would have done that. Listen, he's a great heretic. He brings up food like twice a week now. I can't tell him no. I just had to. Sometimes you got to flex your muscles a little bit, like you're the coach at Miami, and say, "Hey, you're not dressing out this week." Oh week's. man, <laughs> no way games for you, my friend. <laughs> I feel like mission's been accomplished. All right, pillow pants, get your ass over here to a mic. For those of you watching on Real TV, that's on RealRadio.fm now. Also during the same segment, this dumbass intern did an awful job screening phone calls, and I'm purposely not going to say, out of a favor to you, why you were sucking so much. Do you realize you're bringing down the show? Do you realize you're nothing but a radio terrorist? Radio Jihad. And you realize that you don't to, okay? still don't even know how to talk into a mic and how to not talk after a sound effect. <laughs> and then he just bangs his head into it. <laughs> Do you realize my little Tyrone? <laughs> Why do you bring us around to your cat? I have no idea how you're going to tie it in. Probably has more smarts than you. True. He can fetch. <laughs> now he can get me water too. So not even you have the market cornered on that. <laughs> and you're smiling. What are you going to do with yourself? Just be a dumbass all your life? With a crooked eyebrow? <laughs> and a dumb look on your face? And bad hair? And t-shirts from strip clubs? A fine strip club, but still. When are you going to grow up? I don't know what to say, man. Radio Jihad. You radio terrorists dropping bombs. You want to apologize to the hideout? I already did. I said I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. Are you talk, I didn't mean are you t- it. And you're not talking back to me. I'm not trying to talk back to you. You I'm... sound like you're yelling. Do I need to flex a little muscle? <laughs> I'll send you home, bitch. I don't care. I know tomorrow's your last day, but it can be as of now. You want to go out like that? At your favorite radio station of all time? You got an internship at? Did decently. Until I'd about give, a half hour ago. I'd give you just because all interns get an A. You're going to get the lowest grade ever. A minus? No, an A, uh, 89.6, which rounds up to an A. Mm. 
Hooters has everything. Planes, casinos, hotels, magazines, the world-famous Hooters girls, and seven Orlando locations near you. Visit one of the seven Orlando Hooters locations for nearly famous wings, salads, seafood, sandwiches, and much more. They have 25-cent wings on Thursdays and $5 pitchers of Sam Adams on Fridays. Give a hoot. Don't drink and drive. We'll see you at Hooters. The part I hate the most is the give a hoot. Don't drink Mm -hmm. and drive. Just smug and smart-ass. Shut up. What are you going to do to make all this better? Everybody out of the... I was just in a corner for a half hour. That's longer than any teacher has ever been able to keep me in a corner. We couldn't keep you in the corner, retard. I got your phone. How much do you love this phone? Come on, boss. I'm I'm sorry. I already apologized. (laughs) Hey, boss. Yeah, exactly. Your Baba Booey impression. (laughs) I'll break it. I got no qualms. I've broken PS2s. I've broken Xboxes. All belong in a chunk. Someone who actually had talent. I'm getting two things in the chat room. Stunt and don't waste any more time on this guy. That's uh, kind of everybody split 50-50 there. What can we do for a stunt? Nothing hurts him. Do you have your taser with you? No, but we have one in the back. Okay, well, that's still a taser. Yeah. Dummy. Well, then what's with the no? That's not my taser. That's <gasps> Station's taser. Do you hear? Do you hear what I have to deal with? I want you to get right on that camera, and I want you to tase yourself in between your eyes. Okay. <laughs> and then it'll be all better. This is why I can't completely hate the kid. He's going to tase himself between his mm-hmm. eyes. You want to take a break and do it sure. when we come back? Yeah, I'll do that. Arnie, I'm sorry you had to see uh, Mommy and Dad beat the child uh, <laughs> when you come over for dinner. I know it's always uncomfortable. Now I can't eat my Hooters wings. Exactly. It's Mommy Boobs. and Daddy, you're fighting. Boobs. Boobs. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll come back. He'll stunt. All of you who want to see it, just to show that we don't fake stuff like those hacks across the street, Jody and Scott, we actually do it here in the hideout. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll show you live, realradio.fm. Click on the real TV, real easy to see. And then we'll move on with the Chunks Fat Men Diary. It's a hideout, real radio, 104.1. Bring it. All right, here we go. It's hour three in the hideout, real radio, 104.1. Our comedian friend Arnie Ellis is here. ArnieEllis.com, MySpace.com, slash Arnie Ellis. Hey, Arnie, I wanted to talk to you. Did you watch Last Comic Standing at all? Yeah, I sure did. What did you think of it this year? I liked it. You know what? It's funny. A lot of the comics that were on this season had gotten a hold of me via MySpace before they were on. So I like knew a lot of them just from their pages and things like that. A lot of the comics try to connect via MySpace. Right, just trying to get together as buddies and network and things like and that. Actually, one of my favorite comics on the season, Chris Porter. Absolutely. Uh, I actually met him at the Improv one night before. It was when he was starting to feature and open for some of the bigger names, and he came and headlined a contest show I was doing. And uh, he had a great set, and we chatted a little bit. He's in the green room. He's awesome. I think he's hilarious. I think you're going to hear a lot from this guy. He should have won last comic standing yeah. this year. Um, between him and Ty, Ty was the bl- the black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was talking Ty. I'll tell them. you what. I, my problem with last comic standing, they always go for the gimmick. And this year, even though he was funny, the CP kid Josh Blue won. 
And I don't think he was funnier than... He had his moments, but he wasn't funnier than Chris Porter, and Chris shouldn't have gotten knocked out. He's probably the funniest guy with CP. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. On you, purpose. You're the funniest guy with a fat tongue. That doesn't hey. necessarily mean yeah. you should win anything. I no, should. he was very funny. But I think out of all of them, my, my personal favorite was Chris Porter. Yeah, I think he should... I picked him to win it at the very beginning. And I, Ty, I think, beat him in the challenge. Yeah. yeah. But um, I in, didn't think Chris Poor, uh, Chris, or Josh Blue should have won. In fact, here's a funny, kind of a strange thing. Remember the last time I was on the show, I was going to go uh, MC at the Improv when David Allen Greer was there. Yes. I actually chatted with David Allen Greer for a few minutes about Chris Porter. Oh, very cool. Yeah, because he was up in the green room and goes, man, have you ever seen this kid, Chris Porter? I said, yeah, I met him when he was here before, and David Allen Greer raved about him, and then he ended up being on Last Comic Stand. I'm telling you, you're going to hear a lot from this guy. He has a really, I hate to say it. Dubs, you'd love him. He has a bit of a downsy look. Ah, good. With uh, he's losing his hair, but he's still kind of keeping it flowing, and he wears that um, Brian Johnson from AD- ACDC hat. Mm-hmm. So he's got a really odd look, but he's he's funny and he's smart, like a Borani here. Hey, pillow pants. Speaking of the complete opposite, not funny, not smart. <laughs> Turns out the Taser battery's dead. Had a way to shake your head yes for the radio. Mm-hmm. Good job. I know it works. works. I know we're on radio TV, a real radio TV, but still. And you don't want to run out and get a Devolt battery? I don't have any cash. If you want to give me the money for it, I'll go get it. What happened to the pillow pants that used to buy us burgers? Mm-hmm. I don't have any cash right now. That pillow pants is dead. Don't you have a debit card or anything? No. <laughs> but, if, but if you'd like to give me the money, man, hold, I'd be happy to go get the batteries. How about we send you out and you beg for change? Until you come back with um, a diesel battery. In fact, here's what I'd like you to do. Take your phone, take a hideout sandwich board, go over to the 7-Eleven, uh, call in, and scream to people as they walk by, can you please give me enough money for a Devolt battery so I can shock myself between my eyes? Chunks can go, well, Chunks can't go with you, because he's got to do his fat man. What? Can he also say, my panties are dirty? <laughs> yes, because you'll be there after 10. All right. All right. Actually, tell you what. Get Chunks in here. We'll do the Chunks Fat Man Diary, and Chunks can take you over there. Okay. And you can panhandle for enough money for a D-volt battery to shock yourself between your eyes tonight. See, this is the part where you would talk, because we're on the radio. Yeah. What, what do you want me to say? All right, I'll go do it. There you go. I mean, you're giving me this look, and it's not pretty. Oh, you saying he's not a handsome man over there? Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just get out of here. Get, get out of here. What happened to that kid? And he drops Chunks' $300 Bose headphones. Wow. Oh, look at him. Not supposed to bend that way. No, oh, son of a bitch. Did he break, Did he break him? him? Yes. Holy crap. Let me see. He broke them. Great. He broke your headphones. Put them up on the camera. Go show take, them the camera. Yeah, go, no, go show them up to the camera. I think they're up at the top one. Un- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Keystone cops. He broke his... T- Get him in here. Get back in here. I guess we could just play the uh, the song and end that one. The uh, Fat Man. <laughs> wow. This is the Fat Man Diary for him. Yeah. 
One day I was in the studio. Smell it. Now, as a public service, the hideout presents a roadmap to dysfunction with chunks and the fat man diaries. All right, hold on. Before we actually get us started, do you see? Do you see that you just broke Chunks' headphones? Do you see that by being a pouty baby moron, you just dropped $300 headphones and broke them? Now what are you going to say? They look normal to me. Do they work? <laughs> Do you see where you broke them? The $300 headphones. Show them where you broke them. Chunks. Pop it back in. Look. Oh, you do. That's where mine broke. You can't fix those, and what? you can't even tape them. Nope. Those are that's done. What, that's hey. what no. no. That's what happened with uh, Hat Face last time. He had the same ones. <laughs> $300 Bose noise-canceling headphones. You know why he has your, his headphones? Why you had them? Because you've been here for months and didn't buy any. Not even $10 headphones. Now you're going to go panhandle for $300. <laughs> and the money to get a D-Vault battery. Get out of here. Chunks, get over here and do your fat man diary. Can't. Can't hear anything. How's he going to do a fat man? And put the camera on him for the fat man so people can see how much we hate him, and that's why we interrupt mm -hmm. him. Congratulations. <laughs> Pull your pants off. <laughs> He's got a special guest here tonight, and I'm sure it's driving him nuts. Dude, that really sucks, man. Yeah. I'm bummed out about that. <laughs> I would be, too. But it wouldn't have been a day if something uh, bad didn't happen to Chunks, so I guess, you know... All right, let's do the Chunks Fat Man Diary. Yeah. Now, as a public service, the hideout presents a roadmap to dysfunction with Chunks and the Fat Man Diaries. That really, uh, I need to do this. All right, here we go. This is a page out of Chunks' past. Yeah. The Chunks Fat Man Diary. February 17th, 2002. These headphones really suck. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh, well, dude, once you go from Bose to anything else... Yeah, there's no really comparison. You feel like an animal. Wow, it's my lucky day. Huh. No, that's in the Fat Man Diary. That's not today. One of the uh, other bartenders at Ruby's called in sick. And I got his primo bartending ship. I never really bartended that much before, but I figured, how hard could it be? The ship started simple enough. And I started getting the hang of it. One guy asked me for a fuzzy navel. <laughs> navel. Yeah, navel. <laughs> I wasn't really sure how to make it, so I threw an olive in a four ounces of rum and put a little beer in it. Beer was the solution to anything. I was worried, but he didn't really seem to mind. I was never really sure about how to pour some drinks, but I, I didn't really take any classes or anything. So I would always just pour about four ounces into every drink I made. <laughs> My roommate came in the bar for moral support for me and my, my first ship. He didn't have a ride, so he was just kind of hanging around the bar trying to see what he could get. Instead of dealing with him, I decided to pour in half a bottle of tequila into a little kid cup and put a sippy straw in it. So I wouldn't get in trouble for giving him free drinks. As I was talking to my roommate, a rather large, grotesque woman with Ray Liotta face and dyed blue hair sat down at the bar. She said she was waiting for her dad. She kept whining about her boyfriend that left her. 
I gave her a couple of free drinks and a thing of onion rings to shut her up. I had unusually bad allergies that day and was starting to get a little tired. I had some medicine and some Visine to help me feel better. You guys aren't... Wow, good, let me go at it. Everything was cool, except for one jackass at the end of the bar who had been drinking margaritas all night and referred to me as a dog. Dog, fetch me a margarita. Your mom showed up. Dog, right. fetch me a napkin. I know the next job, I guess they'd be calling me. I spit into his next drink and sent it to him with a smile. When I noticed my roommate had a creepy grin on his face. What, I said. You know that guy at the end of the bar? Yeah, I said. Well, I taught him a lesson for you, dude. When you weren't looking, I put the rest... Page two. Of your visine into the margarita mix. <laughs> I froze up immediately, and sure enough, a little while later, the man started vomiting all over the place. He tried running into the bathroom, but not before getting sick over the fat girl. She fell off her seat and wallowed around on the ground a little bit. I ran over to revive her, but I guess I had served her too much as she could only ramble about her boyfriend having crabs and not being intimate enough with her. I picked her up and she immediately started running out the door. I looked in awe. I started to clean up the mess and it was finally time to leave. I guess that's that one. Honestly, I'm really pissed off about my headphones, so I don't need to finish this one if you know. That, yeah, I know holding it up doesn't it. It's just look at it. It's just it's the mark of my life. Oh yeah, it's, thank you. Did you want me to stop? No, go ahead. Bring those headphones in here. Please, please. Oh man, this is Thought of a seat, ran out of the bar. I cleaned up the mess and it was finally time to leave. However, as I was cashing out, right before I left, my manager told me that he did a liquor count. And I was $800 off the liquor. He said to me, I'm not going to fire you. Just give me the cash and we'll call it even. I sighed and sat in the empty restaurant with my head hanging down. Starting to tear up a little bit. I thought nothing could get worse when my roommate called. Hey! I can end it if you want, honestly. Yeah, that'd be great five minutes ago. <laughs> That's just, you know... Then I don't have to, you know, I can just finish it because... All right, go, I'm hurry trying up. to communicate. Right. The song's distracting. <laughs> I can't focus. It's never a good song. Yeah. Hey, I said, what happened to you? Oh, I took off. Actually, man, I'm going to need you to come down to the police station and pick me up. I ran into a stop sign. All right, I said. I'm hopping in my car right now. Oh, about that, he said. I kind of borrowed your keys. Thanks, man. That's the end of that one. Yay. The jackass ran into a stop sign <laughs> with my car. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny at all. All right, the reviews are pouring in. Radio Jihad. Yeah, that's fine, but it's a true story. It's not funny. Some fat shit getting vomited on. That's my life as a bartender there. It's getting crapped on all the time. Dog, Ew. go get this. I don't want to hear 
about your life story. I know the headphones are broken. <laughs> I just hold them up as he talks to me. Go ahead. And it's not helping out with this fat bitch telling me that her boyfriend doesn't love her. Get and you sister and, out of this. And then she left. <laughs> and then she left the crack pipe in your car, right? <laughs> That's a totally different thing, man. And it's not funny. So I was pissed off. I was trying to yell at you last night. And you just shut your door, playing your Pantera all loud, and you got the super, you got the super bass system. So I can't talk over it. But no, you don't have to deal when the neighbors come banging on the door because you're all in your little isolated cage, all happy in your fortress of solitude, Superman. Hey. No, I gotta tell you. I'm sorry. It's not even funny, man. Rest in peace, Dimebag. And just so you know, I dealt with someone banging on the door today. The UPS guy brought me some stuff. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. Did he happen to bring you a fair three out of post headphones? All right, I get it. If it's not that, it's a never-ending story. Where's the segue? Where is it? Where's the segue? We're all waiting for the songs. It's like you planning it out with the It's a hideout, Row Radio Hideout Road Radio 104.1, wrapping it up hour three. Show's flying by. Mm-hmm. Flowing, flying. Wings. Just bringing it tonight. Flipping it. Uh, J Dubs want to remind people that tomorrow, uh, no, Saturday. Saturday will be the day that I'm going to be out at, um, oh, here it is, right here. Sports Authority. Yes. New one now open in Waterford Lakes. 45,000 square feet of premium sports gear, footwear, uh, footwear and apparel for the entire family. Sports authority, get out and play. I'll be there for the grand opening along with um, football legend Mark Clayton. Wow. Noon until 2. We're going to have pizza, prizes, get you qualified for that trip to Amelia Island. You're going to be out there this Saturday. This Saturday from noon until 2. But tomorrow is our Madden tournament. Yes. Up here at the studio, beginning of the show, we're going to have about 16 people up here uh, playing Madden 2007. Uh, it'll be the PS2 format. You must be 18. Uh, and uh, it's hosted by Phil Frazier. Yeah, who's the producer of Madden mm-hmm. for EA Sports. Um, <coughs> all right, J-Dubs. I believe we have a special guest who's coming up into the studio uh, here in just a second, so we'll bring her in momentarily. Cool. And... Chunks did his um, Fat Man Diary mm-hmm. about being a bartender. I found the top ten bartender myths, or just ten bartender myths. Have you ever? Are there ever any myths that you would associate with bartenders? Um. Well, the male ones, I would say that they uh, get a lot of phone numbers. They're pretty big poonhounds. Right. I would think that about them. All right, here we go. Actually, 
Myth number 10. Bartenders want your phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no. Why not? For the most part, it's no. We'll take it, Mo. but will we use it? Probably not. And never ask for a bartender's phone number. We don't give them out. You already know where we work, and asking for a phone number or sending flowers to the bar is creepy. <laughs> yeah, you... well, sending flowers, yes, definitely. And you know what kind of car they drive afterwards. What? <laughs> you know all that stuff about them just by uh, knowing where they work. By the way, our comedian friend Arnie Ellis is here, ArnieEllis.com. He's also going to be featured on the uh, Heart of Darkness podcast on GregBarris.com. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know exactly how much time it takes them to break down? Whatever. I mean, I'm a friendly guy. I'm saying, I'm just saying. Just want to make sure they there's no weirdos by their car. Of course. So. Hey, what's is Catherine still driving the same car? All Catherine right. Huh. Number nine myth: bartenders are responsible for you. They say it could go either way. They'll try to take care of you and they'll call you a cab if you need one, but they're not necessarily responsible for you. Probably depends on how well you tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you uh, if you tip well, they'll they'll take care of you. But if you don't, they'll they can uh, care less. Eight bartenders remember everybody's name. They say they don't. They remember drinks, but not everybody's name. We have a bartender on the line. Do you want to ask her about some of this? Yeah, which which bar is she at? I wanted them to get us some bartenders on the phone. Tom and Jerry's. Uh, Katie over at Tom and Jerry's. Katie, how you doing, sweetie? I'm doing okay. How you, are you guys doing? All right, you're on the air here in the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. We just found these bartender myths, and I wanted to know if they were a myth or not. Okay. Um, like here's one: bartenders have the best job. Uh, that could go either way. It depends on um, what kind of situations you're dealing with, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they say a lot of too. Is that basically the the it could be fun if you have like good coworkers, but remember that while you're out drinking, we're working. Absolutely. So, all right, so that's one of the ways that. But it could be a fun job watching people get drunk and then watch them pour their hearts out to you, right? Yeah, that's actually very entertaining. Now, do you guys drink on the jobs? Um, at our bar, we are kind of. You know, if the table wants to buy you around or they want you to do a shot with them, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of places where it has strict rules where you cannot do that. But in our case, it is okay. Um, but I prefer not to get wasted. Right, you're over at Tom and Jerry's? Yes. All right. Uh, just a couple more and I'll let you get back to work. Okay. Um, myth number two, bartenders love their jobs. Um, yes and no. I mean, I, from time to time, I mean, sometimes you just, you're like, man, I hate the hours. But then again, you love the money. All right, see, because I've heard bartenders can make fabulous money, but at the same time, it's all at night when you want to hang out with your friends, so it seems like it would make it kind of difficult. Exactly. I can't even tell you how many friends I have that are constantly saying, why don't you take off a Saturday? And I'm like, oh, because that is what's going to pay my bills. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's how I pay my sprint and also too how I get gas. Exactly. Um, myth number four actually goes to that. Bartenders need to earn tips. It says... Ab- Absolutely. Ah, that is here. our breadwinner. What's Basically, it? our paycheck only pays like our taxes, pretty much. Yeah, because it says here we don't. We need to earn good tips. So it's not just tips, Dubs. It's good tips. Yeah, the, you, like yep. the the uh, the uh, you know working all night on one uh, table and them leaving you five bucks well, even, isn't going to do it. Well, like if you're a bartender, what's a good tip on a regular drink that costs like four bucks? Well. There's a couple of different ways you can go about it. You actually, as a bartender, are going to prefer if someone will pay as they go. Yeah. Because the average person, if they come up and they your the drink is four dollars, you give them change out of a ten. The average person's going to leave you a dollar on each drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If they start a tab and they have four drinks, they have a twenty dollar tab. They're going to leave you three bucks. Ah. Versus 
four or five bucks. You know, the average person will end up leaving you more if it's drink by drink versus by tap. Hey, where exactly is Tom and Jerry so people can know where to go? Um, we are actually located off 1792, right by Lee Road. Oh, okay. Our bar has actually been here since 1946. Oh, fantastic. We and may have to make it over there one night. It's an awesome little, what might look like a hole in the wall, but it's got a really cool feel, Marilyn Monroe feel on the inside. I got one more question for we you. We have a couple more bartenders up, too. Oh, do we? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on from you. We'll let you get back to work. Thank you for coming in. Tom and Jerry's All over right. on Lee Road uh, at 1792. Thank you, sweetie. Did she say she drove a Honda? Stop stalking the bartenders, Tommy. <laughs> I was just making sure. All right, who else? I think her tire's a little low. We got Jody from Anti Babe. I guess she's been a uh, bartender for 11 years. Oh yeah, baby. Oh hey, what's up, sweetie? All right. Hi, honey. All right, let me ask you about this one. Uh, okay, anti- ask me anything. <laughs> AntiBabeInc.com, by the way. Yes. Um. That has nothing to do with bartending. Though. Not at all. <laughs> Myth number five: Whistling to get a bartender's attention is appropriate. No, it's the most annoying thing ever. I do not accept whistling. I do not accept banging on the bar. <laughs> How about raising of a hand? No. Uh, you know what actually works? Uh, money in your hand. I, I've heard that. That's I, Somebody showed me that. When we were at a very busy bar in D.C., the guy took a 20 and just went over and started waving it. Well, I, I, I usually oh. will throw, put that 20 up, and I'll uh, go like this. I think it was me when it was, me, it was, it was you. me you and Fez, and we were at a bar uh, right down from the station, and I just took a 20, like held it up, and kind of tapped it right above my head. You're right. That was you, mm-hmm. Dubs. And it worked. It's not that the bartender expects to get that money. It just shows that you want a drink. Mm-hmm. A lot of times at a busy bar... You don't know who's just standing at the bar having a talk or who's there waiting for a drink. Uh, You know what? That actually brings up the next myth, um, myth number six, bartenders will wait for you. No. And that's the big thing it said. Absolutely not. Always have your money ready. Yep. And never turn around to ask people who you're getting drinks for. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? While while the bartender... Know what kind of liquor that you want. Don't ask for a vodka and cranberry. So would you ask you ask for great for a specific brand, whatever brand you want. Don't if you're if they're busy, they're not going to want to ask you, but that's their job. They're going to have to ask you what kind of. Do you assume too that whenever you're uh, whenever you're doing this, like if they say vodka and cranberry, you just give them the the crap, the uh, well Well, or whatever. I work I work at I work at a. Uh, I work at a different kind of bar, so I give them call. I work at dancers, so I. So, but even at any other bar I've ever worked at, you are not supposed to use the well unless they specifically ask for it. Oh, wow. Oh, that way you charge them more, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Ah. All right. Thank you, sweetie. It's Jody from Most bars, it's only 75 cents difference, so for your hangover the next day, it's it's better. It's worth it. Oh, it sounds worth yeah. Never have well. Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, Dubs. And uh, Pedro in the 407 has a bartender joke. All right, Pedro. Here's a... I just want to know if this is a myth or not. I heard that uh, female bartenders like it when you sneak up at them uh, in the parking lot with a rag. <laughs> uh, actually, right? that's not a myth. That is true. That's that absolutely like it, true. Right? Yeah, that's straight out of the well, like, they never man. say they never say they don't like it. Well, they can't. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Hey. Unconscious. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow for details, the uh, details for the Madden tournament. Oh, dude, I w- I'm working, dude. I'm working. Oh, you're out of the tournament. Yeah. Oh, oh right. man. All right, tell you hey, what, Pedro, can I take me, your spot? Nothing I would rather do than hang out with a bunch of guys. There and it smells like hand lotion and Doritos. All right. <laughs> How do you know the hideout so well? Because you've been here. That's why. Later, Pedro. All right, Pedro. He's out at City Walk tomorrow. It seems at the Bonkers. Arnie, you want to take a spot? 
Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it, right. man. I haven't played Madden since probably oh, you're 96. Perfect, you know? <laughs> you're perfect for it, then. I tell you what, you're out, Arnie. Uh, you can come hang out, though, if you want to. <laughs> that means we have two spots, then, that we have to give away in the last hour for this Madden tournament. Let's do one of them now. 407-916-1041, It explains it all in this little thingy that tells you to call in. We'll take a break and come back. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Thursday night in the hideout. Congratulations to Clint. He's in the uh, tournament tomorrow for Madden 2007. A chance to win it before you can buy it. Madden. All right, so how many spots do we have left? I'm one thinking left. one left. One left. We'll get you qualified for that one at the end of this break. Perfect. All right, so hang tight for that. Whenever you hear that little cue, you will call in. Dubs, I want to remind people, um, they're very good friends of the show, and the wholesale furniture market's having a huge savings uh, the biggest furniture liquidation auction ever this Saturday from noon, uh, starting at noon at the Wholesale Furniture Market next to Sam's Club in Castleberry. No matter how ridiculously low the bid, uh, it's yours, the Wholesale Furniture Market. This Saturday, beginning at noon, 436 next to Sam's in Castleberry, 407-332-1314 for more info. I want to get over there and see if they have any of that stadium seating. Yeah. If they've got the stadium seating, then I'm going to go throw my bid down $3. <laughs> it says no matter how low. Yeah, you can. If you, if that's the lowest bid or the highest bid, you know, you win it. And then I'm going to poop on it so no one else will want it. <laughs> Just say there. It's mine. Go away now, you mongrels. Uh, put on your headphones, sweetie. Dubs, join us in the hideout. Go ahead. Put, put some headphones on. I don't know if any of you guys remember her. <laughs> If you go to um, iTunes, search The Hideout. We have five categories of podcasts that are uh, updated constantly, or as often as C-Lane is here. Yes. And you can hear the whole saga from the beginning to the bitter, bitter end. A nice three weeks of Angel Jenny and Matt Albert. Uh, Angel Jenny, do we have the camera on her right now? She needs to move in a little bit. Yeah, move uh, move towards me, right, right around here. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, right there. You're out. You're on camera. And um, but Angel Jenny uh went out with Matt Albert, mm-hmm. our six five, five hundred pound, twenty one year old black virgin at the time. Now he is the six five, five hundred pound, twenty two year old black guy. He lost his virginity to Angel Jenny, who is here in the studio tonight. Hey there, sweetie. How you doing? Talk, talk right into the mic. How you doing, cutie? Just fine. It's good to see you. Long time. Yeah, what? just a little bit. I, where you been hiding? I know that you and Matt had an awful falling out. I noticed you guys haven't even talked to each mm-hmm. other. Um, Does that make you sad a little bit? You're a little uh, down about that? Well, apparently somebody else decided to share what they thought of what I was doing. So, um, yeah, it does disappoint me a little bit. However, to each his own. All right. Now, what does that mean? I don't quite understand what that means. I remember when uh, Lester came in and said he had some wonderful news to drop. Oh, that's right. When you two were uh, you were planning that threesome with uh, Big Hands and Lil Rhonda and you? Not quite. Uh, after Matt and I broke up, he came in on that Monday thing. He had big news to drop. Okay, I don't remember that. What happened? Uh, supposedly, 
he had some big news to share, and you guys blessedly didn't let him share it on air. You mm-hmm. dumped him. And um, basically what he was going to say is that I was dating Heretic Ivan. All right, so you immediately moved on from Matt Albert. Oh, let me tell you, yeah, no. I, okay, I have a girlfriend, sweetie. <laughs> All right, so but you never dated Heretic Ivan? No, we hung out for one night and... Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. All right, what's Come the, on. What's the problem, Matt? She just... You hear the way she talks? I mean, I hear her talking. Just that fake, breathy, sexy way that's <laughs> not sexy in any in any manner. Maybe she just went up some stairs, maybe. I right, <laughs> There's no reason to be mean. Oh, my God. Kill me. Stab me in the face. Isn't there a birthday today? Yeah, it's your birthday. How old are you today, sweetie? Can you be nicer on her birthday? Sorry. Happy birthday to you, skank. Happy birthday come to on, you. Come on. Come on. Happy birthday, dear. Something, something. How old are you today, sweetie? 20. Nice. 20 years old. Woo! Looks like you brought a pie in. A birthday pie. Did you make that yourself? Um, yeah. <laughs> I get kind of bored, and I really don't like cake, so I cool. make my own. What kind of ca- uh, pie is it? It's banana cream with uh, brownie on the bottom. You see it. A good pie. That looks great. Wow, that looks good. How's it taste, Dubs? Not bad. Really? Even out. Not- oh, nice. So, Angel Jenny, it's your 19th birthday. 20th. Oh, 20th. Sorry. I was listening. Um, And you wanted to come up and spin it in the hideout? It seems a little odd, considering yeah. I'm a fan of yours. I like you. You were friends with my uh, with my girlfriend. My chick. Um, no, Dubs doesn't mind you. No. It's... <laughs> I what dubs... did you do? Oh. Yeah. Dubs just spit in the pie. <laughs> And Matt just spit oh, oh, that's so gross. in your pie. Hold on. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to do pie ass, are you? Nope, he's grabbing a little hair. Oh, oh God. God. Why don't you go show that to the camera? And that's just absolutely <laughs> wrong, but that's okay. That's only number 15 out of 26 that I've made today. So I'm not worried. Wow. Oh, oh, Matt, please stop pulling pubic hair out. <laughs> I think I just threw up in my mouth. Oh, what do you think? There's more. Oh, stop. <laughs> That's a lot, dude. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Screw you. Stop coming in. God damn it. Why do you, why do you hate her coming in, Matt? You know what? I'm going for another hand. You got more back there? Yeah. Oh. Stop. I really don't want it. Uh, there it is. Oh, my God. That's from your ass? That's hate. That's hate. Stop. Why do you hate her so much? Oh, there's some right here. Gotta, uh. Oh my god. You got some on Arnie's knee. <laughs> I wish you make pillow pants come back and eat that. Oh. I have chunks on the oh, line right please, now. Please no. Hold on, Angel Jenny. Chunks, you there? Chunks. Yeah. Alright, we're punishing pillow pants right now, our intern, Radio Bottom, for ruin yeah. for being an awful phone screen earlier in the night. He was gonna tase himself in his eyes. 
with the taser out of batteries. How's it going out there? He's panhandling for uh He's uh yeah, he's panhandling. I'm sitting out here kinda of just comprehending my life, my broken headphones and listening to half the cast of SeaWorld in there, going back and forth about a pie. <laughs> Along that line. Hey, just to let you know, man, the pie looks like somebody dumped a lint filter on it. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I heard about that. Bear passes, people come and go get them. Oh, yeah, he broke the sign here, too. He broke the, the sandwich board? Yeah, man, like the chain's like ripped off Jesus. Of it now. All right, tell him, hurry up and buy a battery chunk, so give me $2. Get back here, and he's going to eat this pie. All right, well, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I can't hear right now, so. Why don't you just leave him there? Uh, uh, Matt, what are you doing with the pie? <laughs> he just spit in the pie again. Hey, did my headphones work yet? No, they're broken. <laughs> they, they work on the left side where it's not broken. Yeah, no, I know that. Um, sitting here looking at palm trees. Some guy almost hit me while he was parking. It's a very nice Jaguar. I think it's the S-Series. All right, Chunks. And I'm picturing I'll never have one of those, man. It's over for me. All right. Face it. Hurry up and get back here. Brian in the 407. Brian. Yeah. Go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. You're on the air. Yo, yeah. You know what? This chick and all, she sounds kind of hot. I don't know what Matt's complaining about. She's 20 years old. You fat bastard. I'll take her. All right, cool. See? Go check out what she looks like on RealRadio.fm and Real TV. Leave a trail of breadcrumbs. She'll follow you. <laughs> oh, God. Why did this end so badly? Or ham. <laughs> That's whatever works. Okay, I am a vegetarian, first of all. <laughs> That's not true. I saw Most you eat buffaloes chicken. are. Okay, I can eat chicken. That's about it. <laughs> Are you leaving? <laughs> oh. Arnie, I swear, this man. This is amazing. Yeah, you've come into two now. <laughs> you've just done badly. <laughs> just <laughs> watching the family fight. <laughs> this is horrible. What happened? <laughs> I don't know why they even broke up. Oh, I know why. Matt didn't want her coming up to the station. <clears throat> Oh, good thing she stopped that. <laughs> oh, you... I can't say it. <laughs> you guys seem mad at each other. How about, is there any chance for a reconciliation? I have some more No. <laughs> Why not? I have a girlfriend. Her name is Jessie. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, pillow pants can eat it. Oh, <laughs> Tommy now spitting in it. I think he's throwing up in it. Get into the, get closer to the view. Oh, get close. Show it to the uh, camera on real TV. Minty fresh on realradio.fm. So my question is: Is this Matt Albert's first convert? Yes. yes. Is this the first chick he's converted to no, the other side. She was converted before. Right, she was a lesbian before and decided to take a chance on Matt to be her first man to be with. Well, I mean, the boob size wasn't a big difference, so it was wow. an easy transfer. True. <laughs> yeah, L. Ross from the board, hideoutheretics.net. Well, just the whole vibe in here and, you know, just being in the studio here, it, it just makes me really, really sorry for your couch. <laughs> Come on, you ass. <laughs> you animal. Yeah, the two of them did foreplay on my couch. Before they lost virginity. Well, in that case, it's five. Uh, Seven and a half. Yeah, Guinness. 
Very tight Richter scales. <laughs> <laughs> is this still lopsided from all the movement? Okay, yes, it is. Thank you, boys. I don't hear it. He's talking that. about her breasts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> that was a little over the top. Uh, that was full of anger. Angel Jenny, let me ask you, sweetie. You know that um, Matt isn't your biggest fan. True. <laughs> Why would you come in here on your birthday? I enjoy seeing you. It's been, I ran into you the other day at Rocky's Replay. It was good seeing you. Me and my chick over there having some fun. But um, I, do you enjoy the punishment, or were you coming up for a reason? I was going to start coming back, especially <laughs> since... <laughs> especially since I had a bunch of free passes to give away to Disney and Universal. Who but... doesn't have those? There's like 50,000 people that work at Disney. Actually, it's 51. You could win a... <laughs> I'll take him. I'm your friend. I know you are, and Jenny, I know, I know, was looking forward to it. So. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. You know what? Instead of making pillow fancy, can I just shove it in his face, please? Please. It would really be really bad if it was thrown around the studio. Honestly. Yeah, we can't throw it around the studio. We I would to... rather. I will let you drag him downstairs. And I will shove it in his face and Ew. leave. Don't, Matt. <laughs> I knew what you were going to say. Yeah, don't even start with that one. You'll get dropped. Dropped. The way she dumped you. Oh, snap, son. Now, hold on a second. Don't hate her. Hold on. Angel, can you sit up for a second, sweetie? Turn toward Matt. Matt, turn toward her. Gaze into each other's eyes and remember, hey, that one, <laughs> that one, that one time of bliss, My that one good eye, <laughs> that wonderful night, the seven minutes you guys shared unprotected in my home. We became one. Or one and a half. You made the beast Actually, with two backs. <laughs> that's Shakespeare, ladies and gentlemen. That's Shakespeare. Thank you, Arnie Ellis. Actually, you'd have made three technically. Um. Look into each other's eyes. Is there really no hope to salvage this? She still loves him. I think she does, too. I mean, when, when she looked at his eyes, she had this look of joy, this this smile and this laugh. A wanting? <laughs> Matt, what I'm do you... Needing. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I want you guys... Let's be honest for a second here in the hideout. Because <laughs> I think we've been bitten. How? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it somehow less painful. Angel Jenny, I want you to look at a mad eye, Matt's eyes. <laughs> I just look over in his general vicinity. It's hard not to. Studio's kind of small with him in it. I'll stare at her broad shoulders. <laughs> and tell... Like, explain what goes through your mind and your heart when you see Matt. <laughs> There's a clogging. Stupidity. On his part of yours... I'm debating at that point. Matt, that's all you wanted to say? The wit of a brick she has. Matt, would you like to now turn to her? Look at her in her beautiful dress and her bow. What's going through your mind right now? See you in Toledo. <laughs> I'm traveling there this spring. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Well, I thought this would end well. Wow. Guess not. Mm. Happy birthday from the hideout? Yeah, you're welcome. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Now go away. <laughs> Peel out something, something. Uh, you ruined that one. It's a hideout real radio 104.1. Turn the answer yeah, to the phone. Jason. Jason. Okay, very congratulations, Jason. So we're all set for the Madden tournament tomorrow, right here in the studio. Madden 2007 comes out on Tuesday. You'll get to play it first tomorrow night here in the hideout. The winner of the tournament wins Madden 2007 on PS2. It is the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Uh, feel free to chat about the show on fullblownaids.com, hideoutheretics.net. we got a couple of the board members in here. Uh, Guinness and L. Ross are here. Our buddy, uh, Arnie. Mr. Arnie Ellis. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Hanging out in the Hideout tonight. ArnieEllis.com, myspace.com uh, slash Arnie Ellis. Our comedian friend's hanging out for a little while before he moves up to New York City. That's right. Check out Heart of Darkness at gregbarris.com. Um, very cool. I guess we're back. Chunks, I know Pillow Pants broke your headphones. He got punished earlier tonight by sitting in the corner. And right now, you're sitting in front of a... What the hell? <laughs> what the hell is that? It is a pie, man. That, who made that? It's a chocolate banana pie that Angel Ginny made. She put all that stuff on there? Yeah, she's <laughs> <No>. odd. <laughs> no, actually, that's a little bit of Matt Albert. What? Is that you? It's got Newt's eye in it, too. What the hell? <laughs> it's a little bit of Tommy Bateman and a little bit of J-Dubs. All DNA mm-hmm. mixed in there. It's, it's like a little version of my hair. Yeah, you're right. It is thrown out. It is a pie filled with hatred. Yeah, it really is. And now we're going to feed it to the most hated person in the hideout tonight, Pillow Pants, or Radio Bottom. Oh, he had to go to the restroom real quickly. He's in the back here. Oh, there he is. Bring him in. (laughs) What? I can't even... All right, let's switch camera views for those of you watching Real TV on (laughs) RealRadio.fm. You want the up-close one? Yeah, let's go up-close. I'm not eating that. <laughs> yeah, you are. Not a chance. I thought you ate everything. You're Mikey. Yeah, remember? There was nothing that could hurt you. Remember, you were a tough guy. Nothing could hurt you. Nothing could phase you. I'm not eating that, boss. Why not? I'm not eating that. It's nasty. We've had people eat butt burgers in here. Are you saying that, uh... That, uh... Our uh, our other interns will do more than you will. Hey, if you always said that uh, they're the always interns, pushing out. If the other interns want to eat that, they can eat that. I'm not eating it. Fine, your internship's over. Have fun. See it. Have a pleasant evening. All internships end badly in here. <laughs> wow. Why are you still here? <laughs> That's the way he's going to go out. Mm-hmm. Could have been a champion. You know, Joseph Campbell says <laughs> the hero must deny the journey. Maybe he'll come in here and ask to learn the ways of the Force like his father. <sighs> I tell you what, Dubs. Every time. Mm-hmm. What a, you know, uh, let me tell you exactly what happened. Let me tell you what happened? Yeah. So Mr. Pillow Pants got himself 
a little girlfriend mm-hmm. who, for his internship, he's been bringing up to work. I don't know whether to impress or what. And I'm not I'm not going to get divulge who she is. But he got a little girlfriend on the show mm-hmm. because of the show. And I think he felt shamed because he sucks at phones and we sat him in time out as a punishment. Because uh, two weeks ago he would have done that stunt. No problem. Same thing happened to Chunks. Yep. All of a sudden, these boys find a little fame. They're willing to do anything on the show. Then they get a little something because of the show, mind you. A girlfriend. Some ass, Matt. <laughs> well, Matt didn't change, though. Yeah. <laughs> he still bitches. Yep. He bitched before, bitched after. <laughs> It's storing. Mm-hmm. And now he's left. Actually, he's still sitting in the back there. With a smile. I don't know why he's still sitting back there. Why is he really? here? Really uncomfortable. Why is he here? Why are you here? He has to... T- yeah, I'll take the key, then. Ten bucks. I'll, they'll give you your $10 back. Just drop it off tomorrow during the day, then. <sighs> Go! He's still here. It's really uncomfortable. Does he still get an A? Unfortunately, yes. We don't fail in time. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets an A. Although, honestly, he probably would have gotten the... Lo- I think... Well, I'm not going to badmouth him. Here I am worried about his GPA. <laughs> I think you should spell it out. I doubt he'd understand it. <clears throat> yeah. I hear you. That was a nice little funny. Oh, wait. Radio Jihad. All right, J-Dubs. Well, do you want to have him at least tase himself in between his eyes, or is it even worth it? No, it's not worth it. You hate him now, don't you? Yep. Explain it for a second. Now, Dubs, when... Listen, I'm... What do you guys call me? Mom? Yeah, you're... You're, you're, uh, you're uh, angry mom. And you're I'm cool fun, dad. And you're, you're fun dad, cool dad. But when you piss off fun dad, cool dad, that's when you know you're in trouble. You ever been there before? And right now, Fun Dad, Cool Dad is mad. He's not happy. Why are you Why are you upset? Well, because I've done much worse for this show and other shows, and uh, I know what it takes to make it up and uh, make sure that you get over. And when we do these to people, we try to give them a name in the in the radio world and around the building. And when they deny stuff like this, it just uh, it's just not smart. Do you think do you think my assessment was right because he got a chick? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, without a doubt. Two weeks ago, he wouldn't have been doing this. Exactly. I tell you, this happens. Mm-hmm. We yeah. saw it happen another time with a good stunt guy. All of a sudden, they get a chick, and the chick starts talking in the ear. You're right, and, and not even that, I don't think. I just think they they have some kind of false sense of pride after that. Women weaken legs, rock. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> They get in. Why do you let them treat you that way? Yeah. It's kind of like a Lady Macbeth situation. Do you know all you have to do is kill El Jefe and you can take over the kingdom? Right. Like Chronicles of Riddick. A um, little bit more up to date, but yeah. <laughs> you know you're better than that. You're so smart. <laughs> you have such a nice basset hound face. 
Yeah, I'm talking about you, chunks. <laughs> we all know your little secret. anti the 407. <laughs> that tie looks like Hooch's nether region. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> that is a dirty pie. Mr. Moe in the 386. What's happening, guys? What's hey, up, buddy? Matt Albert, i got to thank you, man. Why? You you ran off FSU's uh, whole offensive line. <laughs> Matt was waiting for the other shoe to drop on that one. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what insult am I getting hurled with? And XCon in 863. Hey, man. I, man, I'm so mad, man. Usually I laugh and have a good time with y'all's show, man. I'm so hard right now, I'm about to break my phone in half. Why? Who does Matt think he is, man? Matt, and if it wasn't for y'all's show, man, that fat douchebag wouldn't have gotten nothing, man. He's still been a 21-year-old, 500-pound black virgin. I look like a melted. What did I do? Douche, man, sitting in a car trunk. I think he I don't, swore a little bit there. At the I end. don't know yeah. if he did. But, oh, really? All right. I, I, I looked up and I was glad J Dubs <laughs> hit the button. I I think he was confused though. I think he was. Hmm. Mad at Matt, as it, when I think he should be mad at Pillow Pants. Well, he was up there during the whole Matt thing. He was holding on to the anger for about 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, no wonder he dropped the bomb. I'd have been mad, too, being on hold on this show. He was angry. He was angry that you that you spurned that, I think. But she broke up with you, didn't she, Matt? Mm. I just kind of made fun of her until she went away, kind of. You think it was one of those things where he was jealous? That he wanted Angel Ginny for himself, ex-con did. He was in prison. I get a lot of people IMing me and in the chat room and are like, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with Matt? I'll take her and all this stuff. And I'm like, Matt's not going to stop you. Go ahead and take her. Yeah. He, when he they were whatever they were, he would refer to her as that chick. And I'd have to go, who the hell are you talking about? Yeah, Matt's not really interested. Yeah, That girl that comes up to the stu- studio a lot. Jenny or whatever. Oh, okay, your girlfriend? I don't know. Whatever. I gotta go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break and try to write this whole thing. We were having a blast tonight. Mm-hmm. It was a great. It was an awesome show. It was Jean Benet the uh, the plot with the liquids? It was going. It was, it was going swimmingly. It, it was it smart. Really was. It was irreverent. <laughs> Absolutely. It had a political angle, and then I don't know what. Ha- it's like the aliens landed. I'll tell you what happened. Pillow pants. Radio Jihad. We have Gibbs on the line from England. Oh, it's Gibbs. You uh, sent me an email about wanting yes. a shirt out there. Yeah, Get... what's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. So you're stationed out in England with the military? Yes, I am with the uh, U.S. Navy out here in London. Fantastic. Perfect. Thank you for serving our country and listening to the hideout, more importantly. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm glad we can do it on the Internet at least. Yeah, absolutely. What's going on, my friend? Uh, nothing much. Enjoy the show. Uh, Pillow Pants, well, he's a puss. Yes, um, absolutely. Even over in England now, they're calling you a puss. It's spreading worldwide, the fact that you're a douche, Pillow Pants. Well, I, I tell you what, I used to live in Orlando, uh, graduated from Boone High School, and then I moved to Jacksonville. But uh, I'm scheduled to come home in September next year, so if you guys need another intern instead of Pillow Pants, give me a call. Absolutely. Wonderful. That's if they don't fire us before, then you're in. Congratulations. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> And XCon's back to say sorry. Hey, man, uh, I would apologize for dropping an F-bomb like that. I was hot, man. I just want to say, what does he get off, man, disrespecting her like that? He should get on his knees and thank God that she even let that fat douche get on top of him. <laughs> right, thank you, XCon. 
Would I didn't like, understand what point he was trying to get before. So, would you like to retort, Matthew? Smelled. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want from me? I don't know. Matt, oh, is it that you didn't really earn it, and therefore you have disdain for it? I, I mean, if you really had to conquer it, like Caesar conquered Gaul, if you had to work for it, I mean, it wasn't sure. a harpooned it. <laughs> Jesus. Shit. Oh, call him Ishmael. <laughs> I've never seen one take down six drums. <laughs> All right. Eyes. All right. Dark and cold. We're going to come back and wrap this up. <laughs> Oh, I love <laughs> Sign out. Real Radio 104.1. All right, Delta, let's wrap it up on this uh, Thursday night in the hideout. <laughs> Been a roller coaster ride. These are my favorite kind of shows. I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. This is what the hideout's all about to me. Uncomfortable? Absolutely. <laughs> Goose chill. We did some actual radio. We talked about newsy things. Yeah. Then we spit in a pie. We broke people's hearts. <laughs> right, I think, think she was about to cry when she left, too. That Angel Jenny Matt's ex mm-hmm. chick who came in and brought us pie and everybody spit on it and threw their pubes on it right in front of her. Greasy tears. <laughs> Stop already. <laughs> That's an odd visual. She slid out of here. <laughs> Had to grease All her. All right. <laughs> Call her Crisco. It's not fair to fight like that. So? Who cares about fair? This is radio. <laughs> who do you think feels more dejected right now? Angel Jenny or Pillow Pants? What's that? Who do you think feels more dejected right now, Angel Jenny or, Penny, or Pillow Pants? Angel Jenny. She actually has a brain about it. Pillow Pants is still back there smiling. Do you think this is a bit? Probably. Spirits were broken tonight. <laughs> do you want Do you want to make him have him make good by tasing himself in the eyes? You don't care. You're actually. No, I don't care. If you want to, go for it. Oh no! I just hate to see the kid go out like this. <laughs> he worked. As hard as he could. <laughs> you know? He it's did, true. He got gallons of water. He did try, did he not? Did he? I didn't pay attention. Should we do the exit interview? Sure. Here it is. Has Planes, casinos, hotels, magazines. The world oh, famous. Stop it, seriously. <laughs> I can't even deal with it anymore. Um, our comedian buddy Arnie Ellis is here, ArnieEllis.com, MySpace.com, slash Arnie Ellis. Uh, yeah, L. Ross from the board, HideoutHeretics.net. Do you guys have Q-tips in here? Because there's something warm and sticky in my ear. Ugh. The ear rape you just got? <laughs> pillow pants? I understand. I like that angle. That's good. Hey, uh, do you remember that, uh, kid that, uh, I went to high school with and has, like, gay nude photos on, uh, Craigslist.com? Yes, He Warren. is online right now. Warren. <laughs> All right, if you go to hideoutheretics.net, you can see, I hate to say this, Arnie, you look just like him. Yeah, you do. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Looks like Stephen King and Dan Aykroyd had a baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, sadly. <laughs> um, show him the picture. Arnie, go look at the picture of this. It's Dubs' best friend in high school. No, he was, I, he was an acquaintance that everybody made fun of. You're a makeout buddy. No. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> eerie, isn't it? That is eerie. <laughs> Same glasses and everything. All right, I just wrote to him, hey, stud. He said, hello. 
Tell them you want to call them to chat. Say, hey, would you like to chat in person and give them our phone number? No, I think we need to grease the wheels a little bit. I want, no. I, 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 want, I want to actually find out what he's into. Oh, really? Yeah, I want... I, <laughs> because uh, he, or I'm using the Barry Almondinger. Right, um, describe God. what Barry Almondinger is. The Barry Almondinger profile is another Yahoo profile I made <laughs> to talk to gay dudes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, a guy, we found a picture, and uh, actually I'll show you guys the picture of uh, that profile right now, too. Hold on one second. Oh, that second. one's hilarious. I don't know if you boys have seen that one. Arnie and Ross and Guinness would probably find it pretty funny. Yeah, you boys should go take a look at that. I, I'm bringing it up right Hold now. On. Give him a second to bring it up. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Barry Almondinger. You'd appreciate it. And this is on Yahoo Profiles. <laughs> I'd be making love to a man. I'm waiting for it to pop up. Hold on. I have to pull up a... Uh... That's what Barry said. <laughs> oh, he, there's no waiting with Barry. No, he's always ready. Come on. So, Dubs, a couple of nights ago... Let me ago, see if I just can share my picture. Nope. Son of a bitch. Dubs, a couple of nights ago, finds out that uh, his best friend from high school, <laughs> He's not my best friend. ...is putting up these on the Men on Men section of Craigslist, Lansing, Michigan. Yep. Is putting up these photos of him... Nude, laying there nude, taking self photos, talking about how he needs dudes. And it's actually posted on hideoutheretics.net. He put it up on hideoutheretics.net. Alright. So. And some of you sons of bitches start doing photoshops because you thought it looked like me. Alright, there's, there's Careberry Dinger. <laughs> and that's who I chat with these. And this guy's all about. And if you, come here, hold on one more second. Come on back over here. I've never seen a man look so happy. It's like a dog with a bone. Right. <laughs> Kinda, yeah, actually. He's just fetching man. Um, <laughs> wow. So, Warren just said not much. You? Little, I, little horny. What do you think, Warren? Say L-I-L. Little. What? Well. No, little then he's going to know it's a bit. No. You gotta get in the mind of the gay. Ask yeah. him what? <laughs> <laughs> Ask him if he's in the phone sex. What am I doing? I'll call. This is what Dubs does on his spring break and on his uh This is what he did on Christmas break, him and his other buddy from Michigan. See if he's up for phone sex, then have manhole talk to him <laughs> off the air, like on mic, but off the air. I love it. All right, I gotta, I hey, gotta... so you like Kevin Smith? <laughs> I don't sound like that. I don't know why you guys make fun of him. He's actually a kind of cool guy. Stop it. I don't sound like that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Gators is practically like the best thing ever. All right. I don't want to hear it. Oh, God. Come on. Answer back, Warren. <laughs> You're no better than any of those sex predators. I am, too. I'm a little bit better. Just searching for dudes <laughs> online. Oh, here's typing back. Hold on. What's creepy is that you know the kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you. Know, you got to bring you... up those pictures in there for them, yeah. for Arnie, just so we can actually see the uh, right, the come... Lincoln log. All right, yeah, yeah. Come, in, come in here, boys. <laughs> he says he's a little horny. Really? Nice. But drunk. Yeah. Um. Yeah, high school Craigslist on uh, hideoutheretics.net. All right, come here, Arnie. I think the boys have already seen I think Guinness and El Ross have already seen the guy. Yeah, you guys seen that one. If you want to take another gander. A gander. 
All right, so here is there's the, there's the first one, and here's the second one. <laughs> Look at that. It's like somebody chopped the top off. It's crazy. We only sell muffin tops here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> only muffin tops. Oh, man. Poor Arnie just thinking, oh, man, that's me in the mirror. If Son you got of a within, bitch. Would that be like amputee porn? <laughs> It could be. <laughs> I love how people's reaction on this uh, thread are just blinking sad. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> oh, boy. God, why? That's all they can get out of it. <sighs> and then these boys have a battle on that same thread, too, El Roth and Guinness. So what's he saying to you, Dubs? Uh, he said he's a little uh, horny but drunk. I said, nice. So you want a phone or cyber? <laughs> Wow. I want to get some info out of this guy. I said we go over. We have to. <laughs> if this if this pans out, yeah. I don't want to go. typing back right now. I'm not interested in going another 15 minutes. With this? Come on. Come on. I'll go alone on this one. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'll stay. <laughs> oh, I can. He says I can. All right. Well, have him. Tell him. Tell oh, wait. Wait. Was it not tonight he said? Ask him about tomorrow night. What am I doing? <laughs> that was kind of gay. That's not gay. I'm not the one doing it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is just amazing. I mean, we began tonight. You had a great interview <laughs> with that girl that was on uh, Colbert Report. Yeah, Alexandra Robbins, who's a friend of the show. She's been on before in D.C. Talking about overachieving kids in high school and SAT score. I mean, just the highbrow stuff. The John Bonet suspect moving into the liquid terrorist plot, mm-hmm. and then the show ends with Matt Albert pulling out Brillo pads out of his pants and dumping it into a pie, and then pictures of my doppelganger showing his wares on the internet. It's a hideout, baby. Don't you forget it. I love it. Come on, Warren. Type faster. I think I know where the show turned. It was the Andrea Yates joke. <laughs> it just went downhill. Just the brow just lowered. I, that was at 7.37. Exactly. I can't. It couldn't have turned that early. Oh, it did. I'm telling you, you got to listen to all four hours. If you're not, you're a maniac. Go check it out on the podcasting. El Ross said he was listening to the, some of the old DC shows, Saturday mm-hmm. night shows. Damn you. Come on, Warren. What would you hear on the old DC shows? Yeah, man. El Ross. Um, I, I was telling J-Dubs, I heard uh, you guys did an interview with uh, George W. Bush's sperm. <laughs> uh, fairy, about that fairy Lady one. was classic. Oh, fairy yeah. Lady was awesome. Yeah. We'll play that one here. I forgot about the interview with George W. Bush's sperm. I told him, yeah, that's back when we were creative. <laughs> that's when we used to try. Ah, he's going to bed. All right, Can well, I come with you? Go! <laughs> you! As in to the bedroom to sleep. Yes, he said he's going to bed. Okay. Choose your, your words. mind of the gutter, my friend. Choose your words carefully. I think he senses your insincerity. I think he... <laughs> Ask him if he's up for it tomorrow. I did. I pushed it too hard. <laughs> Ask him about tomorrow. Oh, God. All right. No, no go. He doesn't have a place. What? <laughs> <laughs> he wants me to come over, but he doesn't have a place. Oh. He's drunk and he can't come to me. You mean he doesn't have a place? <laughs> I don't know. He probably lives with his parents. Ask him if he has a phone. All right. You have a celly. He can he can call. I just moved from Florida. 
So you still have a 407 area code. <laughs> yeah, that's what you say. Yeah, I know. What am I doing? <laughs> You're helping. <coughs> Damn cold. I got this from Jack Bradshaw, by the way. Now that I think about it, he got sick right before the poker tournament. Now I know where I got it from. Then you had that make-out bet, which is kind of weird. Yeah. It's because I didn't advance to the final table. Well, I can last longer. <sighs> All right. All right, Dubs, I don't think mm. it's going to happen. Son of a bitch. Thank goodness. Warren, I curse you. Ring check. All right, well, yeah, just wait till next time. I know you're going to be stalking him now with your Barry Almond thing. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Barry. What'd you call it? Your Care Barry Almond? <laughs> Care Barry Dinger. <laughs> so gay. You're just such a I coin. Totally, you gotta get into the mind. Ah, boy. Alrighty. Good for you, Dubs. Thank you. I'm proud. Like, I wish you guys just kind of knew. Like, this is genuinely what Dubs does for fun <laughs> off here. I mean, this is it. I live my dream. We're a very gay-friendly show. I'm very open-minded. I'm very, you know, accepting of all, you know, lifestyles. Objects? I, lifestyles. Oh. It dubs just takes it to a whole nother level. Oh, Warren's typing back right now. He's a dabbler. <laughs> I have I, my hands in a few things. Here's a little breaking news, Dubs. Mm-hmm. Pinching the 440, Haley Joe Osment facing DUI and pot charges. That didn't take long. Nope. For that child start a fall. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, I want to thank our buddies. Very funny. Mr. Arnie Ellis. If you wanted to come back in tomorrow, Arnie, before you take off, I'm sure you got stuff to do. We'd love to see you again. Uh, ArnieEllis.com, MySpace.com, slash Arnie Ellis. He's also on the Orlando Comics Podcast, which is StandUpOrlando.com. And uh, check out the Heart of Darkness podcast at Greg Barris. That's B-A-R-R-I-S.com. Also, too, I want to remind you, Saturday from noon until 2, I am going to be at the grand opening of the Sports Authority at Waterford Lakes at 610 North Alafaya Trail. We're going to have pizza. We're going to have prizes. We're going to get you qualified for that trip to uh, Amelia Island. Um, football legend Mark Clayton is going to be there with me as well. Sports Authority, get out and play this Saturday from noon until 2, and then afterwards we're all going to go out and play some Heretic Hoop It Up. So that should be a lot of fun as well. Uh, thank you to Alexandra Robbins who came into the hideout to get her book, The Overachievers. Um, it takes, she was very good on the show. And also go check out the register.co.uk. Uh, thank you to Thomas Green who came into the hideout tonight and just talked about how it's nearly impossible to pull off that terrorist plot yeah. that everybody's freaking out over right now. So thank you to them. I also want to thank the boys, Zell Ross and Guinness, who came into the hideout tonight. Um, those boys are from the board on hideoutheretics.net. Two of the best posters on there. I always get things really going on there as well. Fullblownage.com. And all of you who watch tonight's greatness, uh, Real Radio TV on realradio.fm. Wake up at the Monsters in the morning. Shannonburg middays. Phillips Fall in the afternoon. Hideout's back at 7 tomorrow with, I think, the first Madden 2007 tournament in the nation. Yes. 16 Heretics tomorrow. Battle it out in studio to win a copy of Madden 2007 on PS2. Um, Be somebody always talk good. Question everything and stay classy. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. Radio Jihad.
shout out and move us around and you do. Trauma, trauma, Radio Roadblock. Radio Roadblock. Radio Roadblock. Caution. Retards in area. Jerk dogs! Jerk dogs! I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick them to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick them to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I doubt. I, 5,000.